Christmas, everybody. And welcome to Best Picture Cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one, each episode myself. And revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not, however, what we are doing here today. No, not at all. Because this is a festive episode. This is a very merry episode of Best Picture Cast. Because it's the holiday season and we're about to record our third ever Christmas episode. And I have with me the two gentlemen who were here for both of the first two Christmas episodes. Joey R., Grant Z., Merry Christmas, folks. And welcome. Merry Christmas, Karen. Thank you uh, for having us again. The little uh, Christmas crew. Yeah, Merry Christmas! So happy to talk about one of my favorite Christmas movies ever. Wow. Okay. Big, big, uh, heavy hitter. Grand, would you put it in the, on that same echelon? Oh, for or? sure. Oh, this this guys, this yeah. movie is near and dear to my heart. Cool. And this is a movie you both selected. I did not know what you were going to pick. You alerted me about a month ago, and I yep. had some time to mentally prepare. This is a movie I had never seen before. This project. It makes it so much yeah. better. That's awesome. Yeah, this is a, a first timer, and I uh, was uh, talking to someone just last night. And it came up and I said, you know, I just watched that for the very first time this week. And he looked at me like I had four heads. He said, I don't know what? how you, how did you avoid it for so long? I just, I, you know, the National Lampoon movies are just not something that's ever crossed my desk. I've never seen any of them. I just, I think there's something You've never seen the, like Animal House? Well, I've seen Animal House. Okay. The, the, I'm sorry, the, the vacation the vacations. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, vacations. Yeah. It's just one of the, I think maybe it's just the, the tagline, you know, like National Lampoon's blah, 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 blah. I'm like, nah, that's too, it's too much uh, marketing <laughs> there for me. I get, I'm backing off. Yeah. But and, and Chevy Chase in is in itself is just not he's just not a frequent flyer for me. I, I don't have any real disdain for him or anything, but he's just not like a personal favorite. Of course, I've seen Caddyshack many times, sure. but uh, you're yeah. not going out of your way for Chevy. Not usually. No, I saw Man of the House in the theaters. That's probably the best thing I can <laughs> say. About but that was that. more for Jonathan Taylor more, Thomas than anything. Was more in for the JTT. Yeah, yeah. yeah National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Did I get it? I got yeah, it. You got yeah, you got it. A holiday favorite by many. A holiday rewatchable by many, and we have another little uh, a little task or exercise we're doing here today. We did this last year. This is a lot of fun. It's the Best Picture Cast Secret Santa, where we you know we we're constantly throwing recommends at each other and saying, "Did you see this? Did you see that?" Yeah, da, da, da. throughout the year, some of our recommend lists move a little quicker than others. It's true, <laughs> yeah, fact. And. What we do here, this one, is we each draw one of our names, the the core five of us here, the three of us, and RDB and Chris G. And when you select the other person's name, that's the person who you're going to pick a movie recommend for. And this is one they have to jettison to the front of their list here. Yeah. Can't sit on it all year, even though maybe a few people will. <laughs> Some people are going to wait till the last, <laughs> we'll wait till anyway. the last minute. Yes, yes. We won't, it, it, we should, won't it, should be, it should be... Uh... It should be put at the top of the list for yeah. sure, yes. in theory, and, yes. and talk about it. Yeah, and I think the idea is we would like to have them all viewed by our anniversary episode, which is February first, or at least that's when it's going to air. So you know, we tried this last year; it didn't work. But we ended we'll, up uh, doing it at the rankings. At the rankings episode. Yes, yeah. we, we set some goals for ourselves. We, we have try six to, weeks. We try to achieve it. Yeah, six weeks is is fair. So yes, Chris and Artie, who are not here with us today, we did have a little recording session. We got their picks. In the mix, so you're going to hear from them today as well, and then we'll hear from the rest of us on uh, on what what we have for each other. So it's always fun. This is a, always a little a little mystery adds to it. Honestly. It's a lot it's of fun. Yeah. yeah, I guess we'll start before we get into the movie with what we're drinking here for the holidays. Joey, what'd you bring along? 
Well, I missed time my day. So I'm going with Bud Light, sadly. A okay. worst picture cast staple for me, but never, you know, never in the uh, best picture cast. But today it made its debut because 7-Eleven had nothing better. But you do have some festive glass bottles, though. Normally when you, you miss time your I, day, you come in with like a tall boy, yeah, like a giant yeah. can. Or you have the glass bottles here. This time. Yes. He comes in with the Long Island Railroad special. <laughs> yeah. 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 This time I have bottles. Yeah. Right. No paper bag. Yeah, it feels a little bit better this time. I, I, a, little, a little classier. Yeah, I didn't feel like a yeah. scumbag buying it today. <laughs> <laughs> I have a beer here that I believe I had at our Home Alone recording, which is our first ever oh, wow. Christmas episode. It's not the same batch i hope but yeah it was, it was at the distributor today and it it stood out i'm like oh i think i remember this one it's the no santa new england ipa uh so it's like a sleigh there on the can okay. and santa's nice. not in the good, sleigh good looking, good what's looking the can? brewery it is the uh, the sloop brewery oh company. i like okay, nice. good brewery yeah, yeah very good brewery it's an upstate new york uh, brewery there looks like they have a, a location in new hampshire too very nice new england ipa and i'm calling back to uh, the first Christmas episode recorded. As we mentioned, this is our third one. Our first one was Home Alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of the dawn of the, the nitpick zone where like after that, we're like, man, we got to consolidate <laughs> our nitpicks a little bit yeah. than this. Yeah. Break this yeah, up. We have to organize it. There's, there's, there are nitpicks aplenty. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then last year, uh, the three of us and RDB did Elf. That yeah. was fun. Yeah, and it's like, doesn't it feel weird that that was a year ago? It just doesn't seem that long ago. It's crazy. No, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, it's, it was Christmas, so it's, yeah. it's kind of how that works. You <laughs> yeah, know, it, was it was pretty much exactly a year yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Here we are, a year later, still still kicking along on the airwaves, and it's going to be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So uh, before we get into like any kind of formal deep dives here, Grant, your yep. earliest memory of this, your history with this, when did this first kind of enter into your, your uh, viewing life? Early, like early 90s probably, you know, on VHS or something like that. And then as the years went on, I'd watch it with my family and we could point to certain characters like that is like Nana, that's like Papa, that's Grandma, that's Granddad. Like mm. we, we found equivalents in our family to these characters. Got Who's it. Eddie? Uh, no one's Eddie. Thank <laughs> uh, no one's Eddie. Probably me, I guess. Um, <laughs> but but was just something that was uh, for some, for one reason or another extremely relatable to me and my family, and I feel like that was the big charm with it for me. Very cool, very cool. Joe, how about you? Same, always. I, I remember my dad having the VHS when we were little, and just now, I mean, TBS usually does a 24-hour version of it. Like, this year, I just casually watched it, like, two, three times on that. <laughs> um, it was always a part of my life. I watch it every year. It, uh, it's very much with Home Alone. Like, I remember watching them together as a kid a yeah. lot. Well, yeah. yeah, it was just always there yeah. every Christmas. Yeah, the guy, the guy I bumped into who was talking about it said it was this is a Christmas Eve watch with him and his family. Oh, that's every, great. Yeah, that's they, awesome. They, they watch it every Christmas Eve. Yeah, I, I used mm-hmm. to watch it Thanksgiving night with my family. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, that was, kind of, like the kick, the... that was like kind of the kickoff to the season. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so as I said before, this is this is a first, I'm a first timer here. I had not seen one scene of this movie. I mean, there's nothing I'm like, oh, I've seen this scene before. No. Really? Wow. This was okay. all as new to me as it gets. Yeah. That's yeah, wow. And being the third vacation movie. Like, yeah, I had, I'll tell you what I, I did realize, though, is because I there I have seen scenes from vacation movies before, yeah. but it was clear that I had on this one because I, is there's a, the, the kid is different. The kids in, are different in kids every different single every one of time. them. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I've whichever one I saw had a, had a different, the sun was very different. So, I'm like, this, I've never seen this kid I mean, before, the first so one, never... the sun's like almost Chevy Chase's height and blonde. Well, it's Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's probably the one I've seen. Yeah, and then you go to Vegas, Johnny Jalecki. Well, Vegas Vacation, it was uh, the kid from Can Hardly Wait, right? Vegas, Vegas Vacation. Vegas yeah. Vacation. And then yeah. European Vacation is Blake Lively's half-brother. That's really funny. Yeah. Vegas Vacation is much later, though, right? It's, it's like 98. Like, 98. 98. Yeah, yeah, something okay. like that. And the that. kids, are, it's, it's Ethan Embry. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. And then they remade it with Ed Helms as the kid grown up. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like a re- remake, reboot kind right. of thing. With the with the run into the parents, it's, right. it's the whole thing. Anything we have to do here before we do the deep dive? Any other thoughts you want to bring about your history with this? Or is there no, any, any just specific a- memories you have of watching this? It's John Hughes Christmas, man. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get into this thing here. It's time to head back to the year. 1989, and you know what? This is a year we've been to before, folks. And you know when we were here was our first ever honorary episode, the mm-hmm. Roadhouse, Roadhouse episode. So what a what a great year for movies, nineteen eighty nine. It was something. It yeah. was it was certainly a, a time to be alive, one one <laughs> would one would say. But I'll say here with this is this is our sixteenth honorary episode. So we've done this fifteen times since we were last in eighty nine and doing this. So what we do you know when we've been here before it's kind of a our categories here are a little expanded. In nineteen eighty nine as we said on our first honorary episode, the WWF heavyweight champ was the immortal Hulk Hogan, as it tends to be in the eighties. You know? <laughs> a lot of that. It's like yes. this, like season. It's like this season with the Yankees. Yes, like, yeah. Yes, you're getting a lot of Yankees, a lot of Hulk Hogan. That's yeah. just, just the uh, American way. What can we say? Hogan actually did win that title in '89. This isn't one of one of those stretches where he just had it for like five years right. and toward the toward the East Coast. Hogan recaptured the title on April 2nd, 1989 in Atlantic City, New Jersey at WrestleMania 5. He did so by defeating the macho man Randy Savage, oh yeah, who claimed the title in a WrestleMania tournament the year before. Hmm. So, I think we can do a little freeform here. Any childhood memories or thoughts on either Hogan or Macho Man? Two iconic figures in, in that industry and of probably throughout most of our childhood. Grant, you have any recollection of them? Were you, were you more of a Macho Man guy or more of a Hogan I was guy? A Hogan, a I was a Hogan guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was just one of those things where you just remember watching them on Saturday mornings. You know, they had like the WWF on Saturday mornings back then. Yep. Yep. And um, I just remember watching those and, you know, having the <clears throat> first having the really big rubber action figures <laughs> mm-hmm. and then the small, smaller plastic ones. Joe, uh, how about you? I was a bigger Macho Man guy growing up. You were a Macho Man I guy. I loved Macho Man growing up. I watched everything he is. And I remember doing all, like, all the WrestleManias with him, making my dad order them. Fucking love Macho Man. Cool. See, now, I was a very big Ultimate Warrior guy. I had my, uh, my wrestle buddy... You know, those, uh, oh, like, man, those the rest of the buddies were yeah. great. And Macho Man's the, was cool. I had the Legion of Doom ones. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, I think those. if you have those now, they're worth a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. My God. Uh, I had the I had the Warrior one. That nice. was my my big one when I was little. So, uh, But yeah, I, lo- I loved myself some Hogan, though. I loved myself some, uh, some Macho Man. Now, are you aware of Macho Man's uh, rap album where he <laughs> goes after Hogan? He has a, he has a, a roast track. Be a man. He has a diss track? It's called Be a Man. Yeah, Be a Man. Hogan, Be a Man. Ooh, it's yeah. like a generic a, beat and just him barking, be a man. Yeah, this came out when we were in college, yep. and I was like, wow, this is this is happening right yeah, now. Yeah, Hogan's album's all about Andre dying and eating your vitamins, and then Macho Man comes out and just calls him out. It was the Macho Man equivalent to no Vaseline. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I'm glad you set it off. We're not going to talk about the Stanley Cup, because we discussed that in our Roadhouse episode in sure. 89. 
about the Super Bowl, though, right? That seems like a nice uh, transition to move right over that way. The uh, Super Bowl 1989 was better known as Super Bowl 23, the Jordan year for the NFL. And it was between the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals, the only okay. appearance. Oh, the only in thing Super Boomer Siasins talked no, about for 20, ah, 30 something yes. years. Well, it's, their, it's their first. Uh, it was their first and only appearance. Oh, they, I'm sorry. They just yeah. were this previous year. Yes, right. <laughs> but it was so, Boomers yeah. only, and he doesn't shut up about it. No, <laughs> <laughs> Boom, fucking cr- Boomers are clown. It sucks. That's a good call, Grant. I, I, it, it, you're thinking about the old it days. It shocks me in my mind that they still beat that they beat the Chiefs. In my mind, they, the Chiefs won that <laughs> game there. But yes, true. so yeah, the Bengals and Joe Burrows were in the Super Bowl this past they year. They lost to the Rams. The Rams. This year. But uh, it was a different California team that beat them in '89. It was yep. Joe Montana and the San Francisco 49ers. The game uh, was played on January 22nd, 1989, at Joe Robbie Stadium in Miami, Florida. Great national anthem singer here for this one. Which one was that? Billy Joel sang the national anthem. Oh, that was that year? Yes, yeah. Billy Joel sang the national anthem. I wish I could say the same for the halftime show. So I guess the halftime show, which I learned today, was not the same as we know it today. No, it wasn't a big deal. Today, they get a star. It's like like marching bands and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like they did a lot of like presentations where they honored certain things and and it it moved. I think by like mid 90s, they started having like a star. I think Michael Jackson might have been like the first one. one. Yeah. So the halftime show here for this was, and again, I'm just reading words here. I don't know what any of this means. It was the Bebop Bamboozled South Florida Area Dancers. And performers, including Elvis Presto, plus 3D effects. And oh, we we knew, <laughs> we knew how 3D effects really, really uh, popped there yeah. in the in the late 80s. Yeah. Oof. Uh, now, did everyone have to put glasses on in the stadium? Red like, and blue glasses like, with yeah. the white cardboard. <laughs> oh Lord, the wow. Bebop Bamboozled South Florida Area Dancers. That was before major corporate sponsorship, I guess. I guess yeah, so. before like Pepsi took over. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that must have been like you won a raffle and the Bebop B Boys, <laughs> whatever they're called, bamboozlers. The Bebop be- bamboozled. Joe. Yeah, the bamboozlers bamboozled people to think they were interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's insane. Only one Hall of Famer on the Cincinnati Bengals. It was not. It Boomer was, um, it, was Any, a, it was the, it was the uh, Rivera. Yeah, it was the um, Anthony Mar- Marco Rivera. No. It was, Anthony, it was an offensive uh, lineman. An- oh, Anthony Munoz. Anthony Munoz. Very good. You have a good teamwork there. That's yeah. good teamwork. You knew it was a, a lineman there, right? Yeah. Right, Grant. So that's very good. The 49ers had three. Sorry, they had four. Charles Haley, yeah. Jerry Rice, and both quarterbacks, Joe Montana and Steve Young. Yeah. And when Young was a backup. Yeah, so that kind of like got me thinking. I'm like, has that ever happened before where there were two Hall of Fame quarterbacks on the same team? Because that is pretty wild to think about. It's really cool. The on answer my research showed was no, no. Uh, it hasn't. But there uh, there will be in the future because one of them isn't isn't in yet. So Roger, just, Rogers is one. Right, Rogers has to be one. Uh, it, Rogers is the one I'm referring to because yeah. he will be a yeah. Hall of Famer. So right. that will be, yeah. Rogers and Favre will be another right. one. Yeah. So that, that Super Bowl is kind of famous for the the final drive there, and it's the, the Montana the drive, right? Yeah. yeah, the very famous picture. And you see, yes, the well, no, the, the, ca- the catch is from the NFC Championship, isn't it? Isn't that from Isn't that from the Niners Cowboys or, or not? Not Cowboys, but it's, I think it's from the NFC Championship game. Dwight Clark, it was uh, it was against the Cowboys. Okay. Well, anyway, that final drive there was a, a Joe Montana pass to John Taylor in the right. back of the end zone. There, world leaders time. 
Here we go. We're running out. Uh, I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, we've covered, <laughs> we do cover this time period a lot. 80, yeah, we're all 89, over here. 90, 91. Yeah. But I, I went back and listened to the Roadhouse and my performance in the Roadhouse one. And this is the first one. So it was before it was a thing. And I went pretty clean on it because it was a lot of like England, Canada. Like it was not a, it was, it was familiar. Really, yeah. This yeah. didn't really become a thing. I think until the Halloween episode. You weren't out of pocket. Halloween yes. was the first time. Yeah. Went. That's when yeah. it really went up the rails. Uh-huh. So it was still, it was still in this uh, infant stages at this point. So I have, uh, I have four here and we'll start with the, the president of Japan. And uh, the president of Japan was Michinimo, Michinimo, Michinimomiya. No. Micho Inonomi. Oh, God. This actually is one of the worst ones ever here. Okay. Got to sound it out. Karen, it might help if you do it in an accent. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Michinomiya. Like South Park. I just got it too. <laughs> Michinomiya Hirohito. There we go. Hirohito. Okay. Uh, the Prime Minister of Sweden is Ingvar Carlson, the President of Nigeria. Is Ibrahim Badamasi Babangita? Babagita. Sure. Okay. And uh, yeah, the president of Portugal was Mario Suarez. And that Suarez, by the way, is S O A R E S. And there's no U in there. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Like Suarez. Yeah, Suarez. Yeah, Yeah, interesting interesting. spelling there. So there we go. So that was a train wreck. Um, (laughs) Country music song of the year. Okay. Here we go. Let's do it. It's a big one here. This has kind of been uh, this has kind of been the apple of people's eyes here these days. Trying this to get is fun. That, trying to get this done this done here and figured out. Now, um, in in the in the early stages, of this it was just oh, I'm just going to make a funny guess, and now people are really trying to crack the code. Yeah, I've, so I've always tried to make yeah, yeah yeah. CMA Song of the Year nominee was, and I should say on the on the uh, ride over here, it's always fun when one of these songs pops up. Uh, I, one really? of our old songs popped up. Yeah, it was a. Uh, on the other hand, you remember on the other yeah. hand, it's one of our our, our dipshit uh, narrators, right? I think yeah, he was I fucking hated that cheating guy. on his wife yeah. or whatever. And then crying yeah. about that, it for like thirty that, years. Was that the one in Princess Bride? Um, I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah was, there was a lot of us making fun of it. Yeah. It was like uh, it's like I I. I got was, you. I'm and, holding hands yeah. with, uh, it was, with my it was, mistress, it, it wasn't, but on the other hand, it's my wedding band. It wasn't right. about him giving himself the stranger. No, it was not. Okay. No, no, it was not. So here we go. CMA, Song of the Year, nominee. And this is uh, Kathy Matea, who we've had before. And it's a, uh, a song written by Gene Nelson and Paul Nelson. The name of the song is 18 Wheels and a Dozen Roses. 18 wheels and a dozen roses. So a lot of places you could go with this here. Uh, the song was written by Gene and Paul Nelson, performed by Kathy Matea. It reached number one on the country billboards and uh, was number 18 at the year-end charts there. So 18 wheels and a dozen roses. Would someone like to go first? I, I think I got it. Okay. Grant's ready to go. I think it's a song about a man that's a long-haul driver, and he's on his way home after a long through a long trip to see his lady. And he has a dozen roses in, in the cab with him. Okay. And Joe? Yeah, I think it's uh, he's trying to get home for an anniversary or birthday, and he's trying to make mm. time and like really get there to make it more, you know, singing about the bumps in the road that get in the way of him. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll just kind of flesh it out. All right. Yeah. All right. So Kieran's like, no. Nope. N- no, you're not. <laughs> so you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That okay. is what that is what it's about. The only caveat here is is that it is his final drive. He is oh, okay. retiring. This is it. This is this wife's been she's been doing this for this long. She's put up with it. 
but now it's time. He's he's putting in his hours. He's done okay. his final I, ride with the dozen roses. I, I chalked that up as a win. Yeah, that's a yeah. I, that's the closest thing as we've had to a yeah. win here. Yeah, I so think we nailed that one. That. All right, so eighteen wheels and a dozen roses. Charlie's got a gold watch. Don't seem like a whole lot after thirty years of driving up and down the interstate. But Charlie's had a good life, and Charlie's got a good wife. And after tonight, she'll no longer be counting the days. 18 wheels and a dozen roses, 10 more miles on this four-day run. A few more songs from the all-night radio, and he'll spend the rest of his life with the one that he loves. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Looks like they're going to buy a Winnebago, set out for uh, to find America, and they got a lot of catching up to do. That's uh, second. Beautiful. Answer, more or less. Love it. So okay. there we go. Pretty good. That's a, that's as close to a win. Yeah, as we I have. think we got we'll to take that one. We'll, yeah. we'll take that as a holiday win here. Um, <laughs> a, a Christmas miracle. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a Christmas country miracle. That's right. Christmas country miracle sounds like a Hallmark movie. Giving away ideas here, Grant. <laughs> so the movie we're talking about today is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. The director is Jeremiah Chechik, and this is uh, a pretty exciting day for me, guys. Jeremiah Chechik is a very important person in, in the uh, Kieran B. scope of things I really? today, because Jeremiah Chechik directed eight episodes of Burn Notice. Look at that. There wow. you go. Yeah, a little Burn right, Notice connection things, for the Things holidays. are looking up. Yes, <laughs> pretty good. Only directed four movies, Jeremiah Chechik, in addition to this one. I don't. Let me know if you guys have heard of any of these three. Benny and June. Yeah, yeah. I know Benny and June. A, a Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think Julianne Moore maybe in that. Um, I don't remember. But um, Diabolik. Yep. You know that one too, mm-hmm. Joe. Mm-hmm. I am unfamiliar. That one seemed to be a bit more of a disaster. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Grant, you know it. If you saw the like the um, cover art for it, you know exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, Chaz Palminteri yep. maybe in that one. Oh, I love him. And Not in this. <laughs> Tall Tale, Disney's Tall Tale. Is that animated? No. It sounds is, familiar. That this is the live action Pecos Bill, Paul Bunyan, John Henry movie. Oh, I didn't know that was a and thing. This one I do remember as a kid just seeing the commercial for it. It sounds familiar. Yeah, Pecos Bill is played by Patrick Swayze. What? Yeah, and, and Paul Bunyan is played by Oliver Platt. <laughs> I love this. All right, so we got a... Yeah. Sorry, so uh, it, says, it says sub-50? You or? got a sub-50 candidate in the mix here. Yeah, you do. You said write it down. Get it yeah. early early picks in. Screenplay written by John Hughes. John Hughes, of course, famous from all those 80s. He's all those 80s movies he did. Uh, music by Angelo Badalamente, who was a three-time Emmy nominee for his work with Twin Peaks. Either of you guys Twin Peaks guys? Yeah. Uh, I, I watched it a while ago. That's David Lynch? Yeah, yeah. I've watched... I'm about halfway through the first season right now. Are you are you kind of assignment watching because yes. of 1001? For, so for 1001, we're doing, um, in a couple weeks, David Lynch rankings. Yeah, you do Fire um, Walk With Me. Yeah. So you have to watch the series. Too. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to watch the first season. That's what I've committed to. Okay. Yeah, because the, the movie takes place right after the... Or the, mov- the movie comes out right after the, the Oh, is that... I don't, even, I don't yeah. even know. And I'm, you've seen all this, Grant. Yeah, but a long time ago. But okay. it's 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 like I'm not loving the show right now. Spoiler: either <laughs> either you're into it or you're not. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, thing. so this is yeah. probably a good time, Joey, if you just do a little 1001 by one plug. Yeah, so New co-host over there. Yeah, so 1001 by one is coming back with uh, you know Adam, of course, then myself and Britt Hobson. Uh, we're coming back in January. Our first episode will be get Carter. Get Carter with uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, now, yeah. So this episode, this the, the, the re-premiere episode, is that going to air 
We're going to do it every other Friday, starting the first Friday in January. Okay, so it will be Fridays again. Yep, and it's fr- like first week of January, boom, and then every other week. Every other week. So we're doing Get Carter, Old Boy, Red Shoes, well, the, Lighthouse. The Lighthouse, right? Yeah, wow. Lighthouse we just recorded last week. Um, so there's some good cool. ones coming. Nice, very yeah, nice. So and you are doing a David Lynch ranking. Yeah, so we're going to do yeah. a Racerhead episode, <laughs> and then follow up with uh, David Lynch ranking. So unfortunately, cool. I have to watch a Dune property again. Yeah, that's right. The other Dune. Well, you, you okay. would think maybe you'll like it better than... I don't think I like Dune in, in, in general. any yeah. shape okay. or form. All right, yeah. all right. Okay. Okay. We don't but we'll go, find out. We don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now. No, so. let's not. Yes. But we'll find out in a few, t- few months. <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, back on the, uh, the, the crew list here. Uh, the cinematography was by Thomas Ackerman. And he's got three kind of interesting, unique selections here in his filmography. He was the director of photography for... Beetlejuice, oh. Jumanji, and Anchorman. That's, 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 that's amazing. Quite a resume. <laughs> Not a bad three to have. I, I think mean, that's I'd, awesome. I'd no. take it. I'd take it and run. Especially like Beetlejuice because that's so visually stunning. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's wow. Really, that's a good one. Yeah. That's really cool. That's cool. Okay, film editing, also great here. So the film editing is... is by two gentlemen here, uh, Gerald Greenberg and Michael A. Stevenson. Michael A. Stevenson, who was a, an Emmy Award nominee, here's his little uh, string of movies that he edited. He did the film editing for The Sandlot, which was the first selection by you, Grant, in the, uh, the sports, the, the sports draft. draft. Yeah. Uh, Annie, which is a movie that Artie is driven nuts by his uh, children with watching. Sure on, is. On an often basis. John Huston movie. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Okay. Oh yeah. I was a fan oh, yeah. of that as a kid, and I think the editing is probably tricky in that one. Yeah, because they had to do the the, the, the special effects and all yeah, that, the sizing and everything. Yeah. Sure. The and cheerers. one and one that just keeps coming up here. It's a Dean Cundey classic, Flubber. Disney's Flubber. Ah, yes. Flubber. Oh, Flubber. So he joined the the Cundey uh, crew. How much before all these was Annie? It feels like that's Annie much... is late seventies, I think. Oh, it is. Okay. Right. Not I don't too, know. Maybe late seventies, early eighties, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so now that was uh, now that was Michael A. Stevenson. Now Gerald Greenberg is an Oscar winner as a film editor. Also edited Apocalypse Now. Holy yeah, shit! The editor of Apocalypse <laughs> Now edited. Wow. Uh, yeah, he did not win for Apocalypse Now. You know who he lost to? Something frustrating. He lost to himself because oh. he also edited Kramer versus Kramer. So oh. there he was oh, going wow. up against himself that year. But uh, yeah, what so, a year for him. Yeah, Kramer versus Kramer uh, and Apocalypse Now. There's a, two two kind of big movies. Two to, very to different movies. A year we have not covered yet. So looking forward to getting to that because there's a lot to talk about that year when we get there. Also edited Best Picture winner The French Connection, another movie we haven't. Okay, done, okay. So. wow. I'm That's thinking great. this is, you know, we're now in like the kind of the wind down period of his career he's, he, where he's, in, he's in the like i want to pay for my summer house right yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll take this like this is the one for me this half yeah. job you know him, right. me and this other the guy who edited honey i shrunk the kids are gonna do this together yeah. this is, or the guy one for me make the paycheck be sure you could do the right thing you want to do that's right national lampoon's christmas vacation is starring chevy chase beverly d'angelo juliette lewis e.g marshall doris roberts julie louis dreyfus and Randy Quaid, 7.5 on IMDb, no awards or accolades, not on the list, not on any lists that I could find. Um, it was released in the U.S. on December 1st, 1989. With a $25 million budget, it grossed 74.3 domestic and worldwide, almost 12 opening weekends, so about tripled its Tripled its its budget yeah. there, made some money, not so bad. As we are here on the final recording of 2022, 
Mm-hmm. Very excited here. Closing out a calendar year. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Grant, I'm going to kick it off. Now, with this one, because it's kind of new to me, and this is like a, a, a family holiday favorite for a lot of people, I'm going to kind of, I'm going to get in the back seat of the Griswold uh, <laughs> car here. I'm gonna let, wagon, safe yeah. place to be. I'm going to let mom and dad drive this thing a little bit here. I know I don't un- often un- call either of you daddy, so uh, the, today I you I prefer if to, you didn't. Yeah, please <laughs> never do that again. <laughs> you guys uh, get to drive it a, a little bit here today. Right so. under a uh, Right under a log truck. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and that's my first reaction was, I had no idea this was started the same way as Final Destination 2. Um, but here we are on the highway making doing, doing wild wild shit here. So, Grant, take it away. Aside from the, from the illustrated opening credits, it starts off really, really hot. You know, they go right into the action, right, with the Christmas tree shopping and, and the, uh, the assholes on the road and all that. And you get right into who Clark is. Yeah. Reactionary to the guys, doesn't listen to Ellen. Yeah. Calm at the wrong time. Like Yeah, exactly. Stupid but not stupid, an asshole but not. Like <laughs> Yeah, and just and, and them singing in the in the front while the kids are in the back just rolling their eyes. It's a perfect family dynamic. Yeah, yeah and you get the singing too is this layered like what did they sing? Like Oh Holy Night or something where but but he's got like the, 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 the yeah, operatic, a Fidelis. Yeah, yeah, she's doing the harmonies and this big thing. And then it goes right into like jingle bells, yeah. or like deck the halls. You know? Take but, it, Russ. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Glecky just sitting there rolling his eye. The kids, <laughs> you know, the the kids are funny in this. Yeah, I thought the kids are great. Yeah, they I were the great. Kids are great in this. They're yeah. very you know, good. of all the vacation movies. These are the best kids. I think so. By yeah, far, and we're a year away from Juliet Lewis's Oscar nomination in Cape Fear. Like that's just like the following year, or yeah. like like two years later. It's two yeah. years, but it's and I, I think the kids being good. And really funny. Help make this the best vacation movie by far. It helps kind of um, round it out. Yeah, just just it kind of well, especially when you watch this growing up, it kind of puts you in their shoes. Yeah, and it's exactly how you would react in these situations. Hundred percent. Yeah, like <laughs> where he's decorating the he's decorating the house, and he comes and Russ comes out with the two reindeer. He's like, oh, just leave it on the grass. He just drops, drops them, it. and like, <laughs> the lights break off. It's just like that's. That's exactly what I like would you do. Feel, yeah, yeah, the kid who's been out there, he's freezing. His dad's making oh, he, him stay he, out he there way wants, too long. He just wants to go inside and play Nintendo. That's it. Yeah. But it's he won't let It's funny him. seeing this as the first time now. It's like I, I have, I'm watch putting myself in Clark shoes. Chevy Chase's shoes, yeah. right. Well, that's yeah, what I do now. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, funny. As you guys first see it, you're, you're in, the, in, the kids, in the kids' shoes. Yeah. yeah. Chevy Chase, just a, a quick word on him here. He's, I feel like he's kind of like the, like the, the forefather of of dad jokes, like he's like the cocaine right on dad the, jokes. The, <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of his stuff is very family friendly, though. I mean, I, I really don't like. I don't view him as an edgy comedian. You know, you say cocaine jokes, but like, yeah. I, like he yeah. may have been doing that behind the scenes, but I don't think yeah. that really comes out on the screen. That his on screen persona is definitely that. Yeah, like fam, family yeah. Fr- family friendly yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, he's um, a, he's right there on the same cast and crew as in in my mind as like a Steve Martin. You know, and a, and a Martin Short. I feel like yeah, well, those I mean, are... Three Amigos helps that, right? Yeah. Oh, it helps that analogy. And what year is yeah. that? that? Yeah, that's uh, right. I want to say, like, I want to say, like eighty six, eighty seven. Eighty seven makes sense because it's the year after planes, trains, and automobiles. I think, and I think that's eighty six. Okay, I think I'm not sure, but it's that same kind of. It's in the same time. It's yeah. in the same pocket. Yeah. yeah, Chevy Chase. Some people love him. Some people hate him. I think. Well, I think the generation behind us are is huge. Yeah, on Chevy Chase. You know the the people maybe like ten years to twenty years older than us. Oh yeah. Oh. Or the yeah. Chevy Chase, Chase is like that. Well, that's like their yeah, Will people Ferrell. That grew, people that were, were young when like Caddyshack came right. out. Yeah. Like he's or their Fletch Will Ferrell. Or, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Him, him and, and Belushi and like that's like that that cast of SNL people like that's the original there. cast. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. The Caddyshack guys. And and listen, he's he's good in this. He's good in this movie. I, I, he's he's a lot of fun. There's a ton of that kind of comedy that I don't love in in the, the slapsticky sense of it and the falling off the ladder, the Looney Tune style, um, Three Stooges style thing. But and it's not an easy thing to pull off. If you're the type of type of comedian that that Chevy Chase is, you know? he's good at it. Like he's physical. He's, he's a very good physical comedian. Without he being over the SNL. top, right? And yeah, I think I think a lot of it comes down to the character isn't just Pratt Falls and slapstick. Right. That's when it sucks. That's like yeah. like when we talked about Michael Richards and Airheads. Right. Exactly. When that's like, all he is. It, that's all. That's all it is. So there is a a heart to his character to Clark Griswold. So like. You're kind of with him during this thing, so like when he when he falls, it it's it's not just right. It's yeah. not just it means like a, more a buffoonery, right? Yeah, there's there's a heart and there's a wit too. Yeah, Yo, you know he's definitely. got the sharp one liners and he's got the 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 jokes that you get the second time you hear them. Because my, my second watch of this was way more enjoyable than the first watch for me. Yeah, like okay. he was, he's very fast talking, so and you, yeah, I think a lot of the comedy and, and is just his, meant, his his reactions right. to what Eddie says. Yeah. Uh, things like that, like, like the, taking them out to it. You know, the, what'd you get? The moving tenement. Yeah, <laughs> the part where they're grocery shopping, they're at Kmart, and Eddie puts like the huge bags of dog food on the on the cart, and then Clark puts a package of light bulbs on top of those. Then Eddie slams another package <laughs> of dog food on there. Yeah. Like that's something that I don't think I noticed. In, like. For a long time, but I was like, that's like one of my favorite jokes in the movie. Yeah, I mean, I think with a lot of these comedies too, like you don't you don't want to get bogged down by the plot. And as viewers, yeah, when you're seeing something for the first time, the first thing that always draws you in is the plot because you're trying to follow around what's what are these what's, yeah what's, yeah, going, what's going to happen next? What yeah. is this person doing? What are their motivations? All that stuff. Like, even if you're not supposed to, you're just as a viewer, you just kind of go into that that mode you yeah. know you're, you're there already i remember i on the circuit first uh, i did an episode on old school right which is of course at this point in my life a movie i've seen countless numbers of times and it was the first time that adam hitchcock had ever seen it you know yeah, he's that's... younger than us and he just it missed him so he was watching it and he watched it one time for the episode and, and we did the episode and in talking to him it, it's like a, i'm talking about it i'm thinking about something like it this is old school is a type of movie that is meant to be watched over and over again. Oh yeah, and you get the comedy more and more the more you see it because yeah. the plot is so stupid it doesn't matter. So like right. you, the first time you see it, I mean Anchorman is that way. Step and, Brothers, yeah, and that was very clear that that's what this movie was too. My second time watching it because you watch it the first time like okay, all right, I guess that's what people. Then the second time you pick up on the little nuances, the little oh, yeah. jokes. The, the there's a lot a lot more going on with like the in laws and oh. and a lot of those jokes there too because. That's the other side. It's the first time you see it. You just see all these old people just walk in the room at once. Yeah. And it's like, well, what the hell is going on? You here? feel what the kids feel. That overwhelming just chaos. Yeah. That uh, And that was a great scene where where you first introduced it, where they're all kind of in the vestibule of the house. Yelling about the parking and, spots. Yeah. They, and they yeah. kind of, they shoot it in that like Saving Private Ryan manner. Yeah, where it's, it's like, like it's shaky cam. Yeah, it's shaky yeah. cam. Like <laughs> fog of war. Like, ah! It's desaturated. Like, I'm, I'm just... like, you know, you're looking to pick up your arm and sew it back on, you know? <laughs> looking for the morphine. I have a, yeah, I have, I, have a, I have a bunion on my foot and if you rub it, I'll give you a quarter. Like... <laughs> the panic of having family Stay at your house, especially that early. That's two weeks before Christmas. Well, yeah. well, I'll, we'll we'll address that in the nitpick zone. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had both sets of grandparents stay at my house, but I've had like one set. 
and it's always been it's always very overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think any time that that was happening at my house when I was little, I, I was probably probably too young to uh, to be affected by the stress of what that is for for my parents. Yeah, like hosting. your parents get stressed out too. Yeah. yeah. Listen, hosting anyone for a week, even if it's like your best buddy, a day or is like stressful. A, yeah, it's a week. A, it's, it's more. It's more than a week. They're yeah, staying, adding tenants to your it's house. Three yeah. full weeks. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. But not, uh, not, not Adam. Uh, not Adam St. John. He's an easy to host. He's easy to, to host. He, he came and stayed with yes. us here. He stayed with me in the. Uh, yeah, he was. I he think was he's great... probably thinking we were overwhelming. He probably. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> that's I gotta, true. I got to get out of she this. She was place. on. We're like, oh man, this guy's. Other, she was on the other a great host, and he's like, <laughs> they <laughs> are intense hosts. Like, <laughs> he's like James Con and misery. Like, ah, oh, gotta get out of here. I'm leaving at three a.m. He could have stayed till Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I think what they do well here is make sense why Clark has money and like the driving force. He's not just some like buffoon who just has money from somewhere, which I think a lot of the 80 movies kind of did. No, he's very good at what he does. And, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. What right. does he do? Food additives. He's a chemist. Huh. Yeah, so he works for a big like chemical engineering company. Okay. Yeah. It, so when they were talking about him developing, he's like, "Oh, you developed this new thing." He's food at it. So he he had a he was working on something that made things crispier. It, yeah. it, it prevented cereal from getting soggy okay. in milk. All right. That's which seems like like Nobel Prize worthy to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the late eighties, it probably caused a tremendous amount of cancer. Or something, <laughs> something oh, like it's that. It's he like yeah. you rub the Cheerios in asbestos. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is not an all natural solution here. Oh no, no yeah. it's definitely not. No, the words he said were not. You couldn't say that today. Semi permeable, yeah. not osmosis. Yeah. But like, yeah, the, the company's going to have to worry about a lot more than Christmas bonuses, right? With the loss. But like you, un- you understand why it's he has this gigantic house. <laughs> it's going to be like those Camp Lejeune commercials. Were you Camp Lejeune from? Have you have you had cornflakes in night? 1989, you might be ready, you might be able for compensation. If you if you were exposed to cereal related asbestos, <laughs> please call Samson Samson and Leibowitz. Yeah. Have you had have you had frosted flakes in 1989? If so, you might be available for some damages. Oh man, I, I it's so funny. I heard one today, like just like that, and it was like. If you were located on a military base, Camp Lejeune, Camp Lejeune, Camp Lejeune. South Carolina, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Hey, yeah. Camp Lejeune. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's a big like, deal. From the fifties to the seventies, I'm like, who is driving around the today? And it's like, oh, Camp Lejeune, Marines with cancer. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I drink out of that. I drink out of that puddle. It's Marine bases. It was a, okay, it was yeah. Marine bases. Yeah, yeah there was wow. a big Marine. The big Marine. Um, East Coast training. Okay, this, so this is the thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard yeah. it on satellite radio. I've you never seen, know. I've, this, I've, this yeah, I've, been, I've been seeing commercials about this for like a year now. Yeah. yeah. The lawsuit started. They're like legit. Hey, like, so you heard it out there. If you've uh, been exposed to, to if um, if money puddle served, water of Camp Lejeune, you, you would like a cut if you get a payout. Yes. If you swam in the uh, the Chattahoochee from, uh, <laughs> from, from 1950 to 1916... Uh, you get better get your hoochie coochie down here and uh, and get this fixed out. But Clark is definitely a competent employee. Seems like he's doing very well for himself. And that's that's throughout the movies. You know, the first one he had, he does like a whole computer program. The second one, yeah. they went, the second European vacation sucks. But um, you know, he's always competent. Like you understand where the money comes from, which is yeah, it's it's a good actual backstory, which I like. It's a, it's a very nice house in the Chicago suburbs. Uh, as far as I can tell, um, well, he's home alone. We have no idea where all the money comes from. Well, listen, 
And here we know where the money comes from. Yeah. So you know what? There, I, uh, I don't know that I need to know where the money comes from, though. I mean, I, mean, I, I like it. I think oh, it I have plenty depth. of friends who are just loaded who, uh, you know, I don't know where the money comes from. Right, That's but, real life. Like, right. But for yeah. a movie, some believability is nice. Yeah. In this, in this slapstick it's, it's world. Just have money, though. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small part of it. It yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah. And we, I should, yeah, I guess we should mention we're headed back to Chicago here on the holidays. Yeah. Our first one was, was well, John uh, Hughes just Do loves, we, John Hughes is all Chicago. Do we know where this is in relation to, uh, to the city and, and it, or, oh, uh, or, the, or the Home Alone suburb or any of that? Well, Home Alone actually took place in a real town, Winnetka. So I, I don't, I, that's, that's just, I think it's just north of Chicago. Okay, we don't get to hear the name of the town. In no. no. I no. assume it's John Hughes, so it's all within, it's all mm. close. So it's Shermer. <laughs> Shermer, Illinois. Yeah. That's what it is in Breakfast Club, right? All of, all of his yeah. things take place in Shermer. Yeah, so I assume mm. that's where it is. It's yes. probably the same. Yeah. 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 Which is a very nice town. <laughs> I, I listen. I love the city of Chicago. I've me said too. It before. Oh, me too. It's yeah. a great place to go. Yeah, so, I've awesome. only been there in the summertime, so it's I don't know the winters apparently pretty nasty. But well, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a great city. I will say that uh, I had the same jersey as uh, as little Russ in in this one when I was a kid. I had the Blackhawks yeah, jersey, the red, the red Blackhawks Black jersey. Black jersey. Yeah, same, that's a really one. cool jersey. Yeah, well, that's yeah. why I got it when I was little. I was just ah. like, yeah, you know, I don't have a hockey team really at the, at that point, and like this one. Looks Did you cool. get your name on my, it? Uh, no, but no. but because it was the Blackhawks. Uh, no, I'm not. I was never a guy to get the get <laughs> the jersey name get on your, the back. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. No, that's yeah. not. Yeah, I, I guess I, I was a big I was a big fan of uh, of Chevy Chase's. Uh, Chevy Chase's style. The uh, Bears that, hat that it's, he wears It's very, in here? it's very, very much in my, very much what I would wear, like the the flannel with the with the with the down vest, like right, that is right. very much what I what I what I wear on a regular basis. <laughs> the Chevy Chase fit of the day there. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, and it's uh, like he wears like the like he the the scene where he's like lining up the house. He has like, he's wearing the sweater. I'm like, oh yeah, I know I have that sweater. Like <laughs> yes. that's yeah. So he, I, he has the cool old Bears hat too. I love that look. It's such yeah. a cool hat. He had a sick Blackhawks jersey too. The, the white one. Yeah, but it has name nice on it, too. so it ruined yeah. it. True. Now yeah. the only way, the reason or the only way that that kind of gets saved is if there was actually a player named Griswold. That's Griswold's. different. That's then, then you're fine. Yeah, then no. you're different. I'm not a fan of people wearing jerseys of players that are younger than them. For some reason, I feel like that rubs me the wrong way. Interesting. Yeah, but and also. Getting your name on the jersey. I hate getting the name yeah, on the jersey. That's a little tough. Now, yeah. I was, uh, I was, uh, went to, uh, a group of us went to the Islanders game recently, and, you know, a bunch of us had the Islanders jersey on, and one of the, one of the guys we with did not wear one. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't wear jerseys. He doesn't okay. wear sports jerseys. So he, so he played pro ball in Italy, pro baseball in okay. Italy. And he said, it's just, there's something about when you've played, at a certain level, he didn't feel comfortable wearing That's interesting. a jersey. I don't know if it was kind of maybe one of those um, because he didn't quite make it himself. You know, there was a he, like he wanted to get to the point where he had he his own jersey. It. And I think, you know, where I think that if you actually get there, like if you play for the Yankees, you have no problem throwing a Rangers jersey on or, or whatever. Sure, it's probably that, that yeah, I mean, Justin, Justin Tuck wears Ranger jerseys all the time when right. he's there. Whatever, yeah. like the Islanders were, the Islanders went to like a couple of Yankees game this year. They all had jerseys on. Yeah, there is that like that uptightness of the, of the Triple A guy. The guy almost gets there. That doesn't That's quite. That's interesting. It's like, yeah, yeah. It was one of those where he's like, I know it's ridiculous. I know at this point, it yeah, but it's matter, his own but thing. It's so who cares? Yeah. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Not hurting anybody. What's hurting people is a tree that doesn't fit 
in your house. <laughs> it's not going in the backyard, Russ. I, well, there's I, a lot to talk about with the tree. I think that, I, that might be a, that might be. Really I have nitpicks for it. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't tell you how many times my mom has bought trees that we've called Griswold trees. Oh, really? Because they've my my mom notoriously because when you're at the tree lot, they don't look as big. As they do, but don't when, they tell you how tall it is? Well, yeah, they do tell my mom that, and for some reason it doesn't. I think my mom overestimates how tall her ceilings are every year. <laughs> every year. So I, I, I'm a fake tree person, but one year I bought a real tree, and I did the math wrong. Mm. I, just, I, I like eyeballed it instead of using a tape measure, so then I get couldn't get it in the house, and I had to like saw it off. Yeah, well, I've done like that an before. Yeah, you have to, you have some, you got to trim it, and then well, the places I go to, they they put it in the stand for you. Too, so it's like it's just really easy setup. But yeah, I mean, I trimmed off trimmed off the top there. But that's actually the tree that I have now is probably the shortest tree that we've gotten. Okay, interesting, especially in this house. So, but when he opens the tree and just oh, the, I, that's a lot of sap in here. A lot of sap. It just makes me laugh. Little full, a lot of sap. <laughs> this is also like not like your mom slightly estimating. No, no, no. This is, no, this no, is no. clear. I mean, the, the kid says he's like, "Dad, this wouldn't have been our backyard. It's yeah, not going well, in the backyard. Going in the backyard. <laughs> it's going in our living room. And yeah. Just the crazy eyes. I gotta say, sap man. I have. I'm not a sap guy. No. I don't. Well, no one's a sap. Yeah, guy. but it, it like that's the, why I don't like real trees. Yeah, of being in bed. With sap all the over your hands, just, just gave me agit. I love like I, a, that's, you know, so, that's, 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 a, that's a great example of Chevy Chase's physical humor, yes. though. He's sticking to the magazine. It was just and, like perfect. And, and then, him just, then he goes, kisses his wife, and like he holds onto her hair. This <laughs> is great. We'll talk about the neighbors here. Bend over and I'll show you. Yeah. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> a couple things. Neighbors in general. I'd like to say that I'm like, Mr. Neighborly, you know, I'd love to be best friends with all the neighbors. And I know, I know I'm not a homeowner. I'm, I rent, so it's a little easier to kind of be detached from the situation. Mm-hmm. You guys are both homeowners. How are you with your neighbors? Do you, are, you, are you overly friendly? Do you kind of, are you, are you kind of a brief kind of, hello, and you run inside kind of thing? Do you have any oh. feuds with your neighbors like in this movie? What, what is, what's the, the neighbor setup here? Overall, my neighbors are pretty great. Um, next door, across the street. Uh, very friendly with them. Don't like go to their house for dinner or anything, but they're, they're older. Like the ones next door are a little bit younger than my parents. One's across the street, a little bit older than my parents. Um, but like when Halloween, like we, we bring Maddie over and they have like something special for Maddie, like okay, not just so candy, nice. but like very, very friendly. Do you go in and out of each other's houses or yards? No, no. Okay. So you do have a, a little barrier. There's there a barrier. Between, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's as, it's very comfortable without being too right. friendly, uh, cordial. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How about you, Joe? You're yeah. now you're new to your neighbor. yeah. It's only yeah. just two, just over two years, but like the neighbors across the street, super friendly with. Like they have a grandson who's just a little younger than my son, so they kind of interact. Same thing on Halloween. One of my neighbors just started listening to the podcast. He just, oh, cool. He's currently listening to the misery episode. Oh, cool. great! Um, All he right. Has, he has, well, welcomed as a listener. Yeah, yes. he has two young kids, older than mine, but like they're really cool to call and always like think of him and stuff. So, um, so yeah, like friendly, not. You know, overly, like, you know, some probably get closer with over time. Well, now you have the kid factor, too, yeah. so they're going to start playing with each other. And, then and that had, changes it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, have, I have kids on the block or, like, a block south of me that are, like, my, my, my daughter's bus stop. So, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, I mean, I feel like the age of, 
being like really good friends with your neighbors, I feel like that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, because growing up, that's kind of how it was. My yeah. block was like, super we were, close. Yeah, we were up, close. Like, we would, in fact, one of the uh, one of the houses on the block would have would have people over on Christmas Eve. Oh wow! Like, Same on my would, block, they had a big read uh, just like in this movie. Would read the night before Christmas. That's uh, great to the to the whole thing too. So, but yeah, it is. A, it has that has kind of changed over it's, the time. The world's changed, yeah. and I mean, I don't want to sound like a bad guy here with this, but like I just I I have a lot of like a lot of my jobs and hobbies are very socially exhausting. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm talking to people and I'm on stage the whole day, kind of like entertaining people and tell you this. So when I get home, I kind of just want to get out of my car and go you, right to the house. You like, want to so unwind, yeah? I probably play like that unfriendly neighbor <laughs> who's a, who's a guy that just you know, he doesn't. Maybe he'll wave and then he'll go in, but like. Uh, I just got, I'm a little exhausted at that point of the day to 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 start up and kick up a conversation. But I, I think people pre- I don't think people also don't want to have a 10 minute conversation every time. Every few times maybe, but I think boundaries are good. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I think there are As some lo- people who do though. Yeah, they, but those people there are there are people that don't know when to shut the right, but those people they're waiting for you to come home right. to like yeah, talk. Yeah. To you, you know? <laughs> there's people like that, but those people you those don't, people you don't want them in your life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not in your house. No, no. no, those are the people you need to hold hard boundaries with and just give a nod to sometimes. Yeah, not even a wave. Make them, make them want the wave. So no one on the block that you're feuding with, like in this movie, no. now, where you have like a, a little neighborhood war going on. No, with, no. With, with, one of my I, neighbors has a little thing with like people all the way at the other end, but I think it's made up. Okay. Because everyone seems super friendly, and he complains about it only when it snows. Okay, okay. And it's like, right, well, so like, I really enjoy it, but I'm just not a part of it, but it's weird. Well, yeah, luckily it doesn't snow that much here. The neighbors in this, Margo and what's the guy's name? Todd. Now, Todd looks, did you guys, I don't know if you can see this, he looks like a little bit, especially he's wearing sunglasses, I thought, like our very own Jay Dowski. Did you see that at all? Every time I see Jay Dowski, he's wearing a hat. Okay. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but if it, with the slick back and the sunglasses, yeah. I thought he looked a lot like like Jay Dowski. I oh. can't think of anyone more opposite of Todd than Jay Dowski. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> Personality wise, not like <laughs> him at all. At all. No. And we have another Seinfeld uh, cast member yeah, in this yeah. one. Keep that around. Uh, Julie Louis. She's actually good in this, and uh, you see yeah. why she's famous. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, why she's had success. Right. Many times over after Seinfeld. Right. You can understand that why she's a successful actress. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's great in this. Yeah. She's so funny. Really, out of all the Seinfeld people, had the best post Seinfeld career. Really. In in terms terms of acting. In in terms of acting. Yeah. 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 I mean, really, not even close. I mean, because, I mean, of course, Jerry has had his stand up stuff, stand up run, but he hasn't been in anything. He really even written anything. Obviously, Larry David. I think he just Kirby didn't need the money, awesome. so he was able to just kind of rest on the stand-up. Oh, the amount of money that... Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, he made just as much as, as Larry David, and Larry David kept working, yeah. you know, and kept... Yeah. And not that, not that Jerry's not working, but... Different. Yeah. He's doing yeah. stand-up, and he's yeah, I, I think, I think he's... I think he's Comedians in cars, yeah. doing coffee's funny show. Yeah. But yeah. Julie, Julie, Dreyfus was uh, on two other Emmy award-winning shows. Yeah, with the uh, New Adventures of Old Christine. Yeah, and, and Veep. Veep yeah. yeah, so she's done it a few times. She's very good. Yeah, Great cool. career. Yeah. She's very likable. She's very funny. And she's really good on Curb also when she's playing uh, She's playing herself on Curb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very funny. She's on the earlier earlier seasons of that. Another, I guess, uh, notable television mom in yeah. this one, Doris Roberts, who's... Yeah. who's uh, Ray's mom in yeah. uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Sure is. Great to see her in this one. She just comes in hot with everybody, complaining about the Clark's mom. I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> and her uh, husband in this movie is E.G. Marshall. Did you yep. guys recognize E.G. Marshall from anywhere? 
Um, no, I didn't like him in this, so I didn't pay much attention. Oh, okay. What uh, was wasn't he in Creep Show? Uh, yes, was he? He might have been. He wasn't. He, wasn't he the guy at the end with like the, all the bugs? <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that him? He could have been. He could have been. Um, E.G. Marshall, I most know him for. Well, first of all, he was in um, a movie I covered with Adam on twenty five fifty two rewind twenty five fifty two absolute power. Oh, okay. He was, uh, he was the uh, he was the advisor to the president, but he's most known for uh, being uh, the um, the heel juror in Twelve Angry Men. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, they, he is in Creepshow. Oh, and he's in Creepshow yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So great, great actor. Uh, I liked him in this. I, I liked him as the as the the in laws. Oh, he's such know. an asshole. But like, yeah, it's you know. I so there's a washing machine. I, I can, I, <laughs> like I can also see people being kind of sick of Clark's shit too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, he's probably <laughs> exhausting to deal with. Yeah. And she even says like, "You set expectations that nobody could live with." And he's like, "What?" It's like, "When do I ever do that?" She's like, parties, anniversaries, weddings, yeah. vacations, funerals. <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo, talk to me about her because I'm not really familiar with her. It was kind of, it was, it was just seeing the female lead really be someone I didn't recognize was. Was kind yeah. of took me back a little bit. I was almost These, expecting to see like a like a slam dunk. Oh, it's just Kelly Lynch, or you know. Like, yeah, no. This, I mean, she's. I feel like her biggest claim to fame are, are the vacation movies, <laughs> American History X. Yeah, American History. She's X in all. Too. She's the wife in all of them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, she's the wife in all of them. What, early on, she was in the movie Hair. She was in, in Hair. the seventies. Yep. She's in the new Violent Night movie. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like she's known mostly for this franchise okay and is a serviceable replacement player in this i think she's great in this. I in the way of the anybody more, the more you the more you watch this movie the more you'll appreciate her yeah okay it's a very strong and subtle performance it's like a lot of a lot of facial expressions a lot of when she's not even a lot like, of reactions a lot of when she's just like in the background of like yeah. what she's <clears throat> how she's reacting to things. It's, it's I good. I yeah. love her. And I think she's so funny when she's like, it's Christmas. We're all in hell. It's Christmas. We're all in misery. <laughs> like, I'm a big fan of her. I, I, I think throughout all the movies, she's just super consistent. Yeah. And she's, and she's a perfect balance to Clark. Exactly. Like if yeah. she was too, too much of anything, yeah, it would be disar- like disarming to watch. Yeah, exactly. Johnny Galecki, he, he go on to do anything relevant, Joe? You kind of Roseanne. Oh, he was in Roseanne. Okay. Uh, Rose- big Bang Theory. I know okay. what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> oh, oh, he, is he? Um, he was like ben's the jealous. He was like no, no. He was like no. the jealous guy that hated Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. The, okay. The one that got like hooked under the chin. He worked at like the, the yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Suicide Kings. All right, that's the other one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah, right. yeah, Ben's really son cool. is the, is the sequel, right? Benson. Yeah, that was the guy from uh, Band of Brothers. <laughs> the guy, gotcha, the guy yeah, was yeah. in Band of Brothers. And uh, Juliette Lewis is just a little tie-in. Another uh, podcast world tie-in. She is. In Mixed Nuts, which is the Christmas oh, movie I really? covered, yeah, last uh, last year for Below Freezing, I'll be on Below Freezing again this year. Uh, it'll, I'm sure, I don't know if it'll be out or not by by the time this drops, but uh, it is Don't Open Till Christmas, which has kind of had a little bit of a resurgence of 4K restoration and I'll all that. Check that out. It got a 4K restoration. Yeah, yeah. Was it Vinegar Syndrome? Uh, it, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, and it's, it's playing it like a theater bias. Though. He's playing I love it that. CAC, so CAC. Listen, all around. Really good cast in this thing. Like uh, it's it, a great cast. Yeah, yeah. it's. it's I, I feel like I feel like almost everybody comes in and does exactly what they need to do. Yeah, and it doesn't give a ton of pieces of the pie across the board. You know, you have to. The characters have to kind of make their own way with this movie. Other than, I mean, other than Chevy Chase's character and 
Randy Quaid's character, which we'll talk about next. So yeah. they're, they're given the most scenery to chew up. Right. Everyone else has to kind of make ends meet the, be- the best way they can. And I think they do a pretty they good job. They do a good job. He's like, yeah. even like the Russ, when um, the lights don't work and the dad's like, all right, we got to go through him. And he like does the fake watch oh, thing so and walks away. That seems like, so frustrating to me. <laughs> That stuff just gives me such anxiety with switches and figuring out which one's on, I which mean, one's I, off. I did, my, I did my lights last week, and my son was help, my son helping me. <laughs> he's two and a half. He's running around the yard. Yeah. But have, I got to the end, and I realized I did everything backwards. Oh, no. So everything wasn't going to be able to plug in. So I, had to, I like sat there with a piece of paper and like had to like maneuver it without yeah. taking everything down. Figuring out I was quite proud of myself, but I got a little bit balder in that hour. Yeah, this, this is my... <laughs> Sixth year doing it, so I have I have it I have it down. Yeah, this year I changed some things up. Yeah, okay, it's yeah, always it's, it looks it's great. Risky. It looks way better, it's but always, I, it's always a little risky. Tactical error halfway through because I was worried about a two and a half year old running. That's true because he he was he was in the bushes. He's like I'm being in the bushes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I'm not a decoration guy. I'm really not. I I, I hate it. I oh, hate I, I love it. it. I you are a big decoration it. guy, Grant. Yeah, yeah, you got a Halloween. I, I, you get it going. I, I, you get especially, Easter. You especially get especially Christmas. Yeah, I, so I really I really get into it. I wasn't until I had a kid. Okay, and I have yeah. fun with it. Like I, yeah, because I, it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's important for them, right? Yeah. He's excited about it. He gets to, he likes when it comes on every night. Yeah, that's great. It's up to me on the house that you drive by that looks like it's just like June fourth. It just, it just has, it just December, like it has, has like a, it just has like a wreath. And it just <laughs> yeah, like, like, all right, that, that's that. it. Call it a night. Just <laughs> one candle in the front window so people know you exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, let's talk about Randy Quaid and oh cousin, cousin cousin Eddie Johnson, Eddie. cousin Eddie. Every well, time the microwave goes on, I piss my pants and don't remember who she is for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of my favorite on-screen characters. He's so funny. I, I oh God, he he steals this movie. I mean, you know, the original one. I think he's hysterical. Like, there's the yeah. He's like, oh, Clark, you look like you'd use a cold one, and he hands Clark the beer he's been drinking. Yeah, like I think that's hysterical. Then he comes in here and just in every scene he's in, he's he just steals it through the roof. Yeah, I, the 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 dinner scene when Clark's like, oh, kids, sand over New York. He's like, are, are you serious? You serious, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> he just, he just goes all out in a way that I really appreciate in his like ridiculousness. Merry Christmas, shitter's <laughs> full. <laughs> His, I mean, his character is so over the top. I mean, it's oh, so it's ridiculously out of control. It's an over the top yeah. movie. It's yeah, but it's, it's it is a lot of fun. And and again, just one where the second time, the first time, I'm like, oh, geez, what are we doing here? Because he because he comes in the movie late. Oh, and he yeah. comes in hot. hot. He comes in real hot out of nowhere. You know? Yeah. And it was like I had forgotten that he was in it. Yeah, I knew he was in it just from just right. knowing just from knowing yeah. movies. And you know, you, you're getting in the groove of the movie. And I think that's kind of one of the charms of the movie, too, is that the guests keep piling in each week. Yeah. You know, that new more anxiety more. Like, each time. Oh, my God. I hope no one else is coming to this damn thing. Uh, but, yeah, he gets there at the trailer, and it is just it is just fantastic. Oh, when when uh, when the the grandfather goes to kiss him, he's like, I want to hold off on that art. He's got a fungus that hasn't oh, been denied God. yet. Oh. <laughs> I, a lip fungus. When, when, when uh, the, the grandmother was like, oh. Ruby Sue, your eyes aren't crossed anymore. It's like he's like, yeah. What do you know? He's like, she falls. She gets. She falls in a well. Eyes go cross. Gets kicked by a mule. They go back together. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's, uh, that's childish. It's so severe. Fun. He's holding off for management. It's just oh, he's holding off for management. Is it just the? It's such a. It's such a great performance. It's it sucks that that Randy Quaid is a yeah. is a maniac now, but it's it's oh my it's. 
It's, it's, it's like I said, it's one of my favorite characters in film. Is he the best on screen redneck? Because we get him in this, mm. and we get him in Independence Day too. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd have to dig and see who who has him topped there at that. Because now, and now in Kingpin, he's not a redneck, but he's a Quaker, so he's a little a, a little bit yeah, of the a little, a little uh, different. But he is, he's a rube, right? But he's yes, yeah, right, exactly. He has that. Hmm. Oh man, I'm trying. You also have him in not another teen movie. He's the redneck dad in, dad. Uh, in that. Too. He's basically so he just, he's basically cousin he's, Eddie. He's, he's cousin very Eddie. much cousin Eddie. Yeah. That. He's, he's cousin Eddie at like now. an eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so think on that one. I have my cousin Eddie quote here. This oh, is my yes. quote of the movie okay. here. This is uh, just just fantastic. Okay. He's cute, ain't he? Only problem is he's got a little bit of a Mississippi leg hound in him. <laughs> if the mood catches him right, he'll grab your leg and just go to town. You don't want him around if you're wearing short pants, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Word of warning, though, if he does lay into you, it's best to just let him finish. <laughs> oh, good the, God. The best part about that is how uncomfortably close he is to Clark when he's <laughs> yes. saying it. He is nose to nose with Clark. He just like, it was, it was like, it was like something out of a Tarantino movie. He was just like right in his face. It's great. Their oh, dynamic is it's best you. It's best you just let him finish. Just let him finish. He's like right, like so serious. The old Mississippi leg hound. Yeah. Oh my God. And, I, and did, I don't know. I just in seeing this, the closing credits panning away with the dog staring at. Snots. Uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, I was just waiting for it to, to pounce on him and just start humping his leg. I mean, they, they were waiting was, for it. It was a very wholesome ending. I stuck around for the post-credits. I thought maybe that was <laughs> going to be the end humping. of it. You know, the old Mississippi leg hounds, you know. Just Clark reluctantly waiting. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That's great. The, the Eddie Clark dynamic is fantastic. Oh, the, 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 the sledding scene when Clark's putting the, um, you know, the, the high-grade yes. stuff all over and Eddie talking about how they had to take out the metal for the yeah. plastic is fucking hysterical. Yeah. It's like, you know, on this side is nothing. But <laughs> over here is like my part. <laughs> if my hair is hair, it ain't going to look right. <laughs> but then, you, know, you think he's going to die, but no, he's worried about his hair yeah. shape. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, now it's plastic. And Clark's like, do you really think it matters, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. The light's working. That's my favorite scene of the movie. Okay. When it goes That's on, then it turns, them, yeah. then it turns off, and the neighbors, you know, having a night, then getting blinded, then falling down, like the whole the the, the amount of adapters and just it's just like it's such it's such like a it's such a fire hazard. Oh, it's I mean, it's it's a whole lot of things, <laughs> but just that entire from it going on till it finally explodes on, yeah, There's, is my favorite. Like I, I could watch that every day year round. I love the moment where where he. It's on, and then everyone comes out, and it turns off, and he freaks out. He punches Santa in the yep. face. He's like karate chopping This whole the sequence frustrated the shit out. Between this and him getting stuck in the attic, I was just like, ah! <laughs> um, I do love when he tosses the kid the... We got a little knot here, and it's just it's a big wad of... <laughs> Reminds me basically of every time we're setting up for uh, for recording, or <laughs> yeah. any time I'm going oh, to... A little knot here. Like yeah, this, a gig. Yeah. Anytime I'm doing like a, a gig, it's just I like pull the big knot out of the bag. It's the size, right, it's size of a going. beach ball. Yeah. yeah, I forgot to factor in this ten minutes, and it's going to take me to untangle all this. It is. It does employ some of that frustration comedy. Oh you know, yeah, with, uh, going oh, back and forth. Yeah, it's and so it good. It's amazing that this house is not burnt down at this point. Like, I, I mean, just, the all the plugs into each other and snot eating the tree water. Like, it's it's ready for the, a, the cat eating the wire. <laughs> well, I did not care for that. <laughs> I must say, you know, that was <laughs> had nine lines. We just used all of them. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. <laughs> 
cool. It's just like I just don't want to kill the cat humor. Like, what's like if that was a dog, people would that's not funny. I'd be upset about yeah. it. Right, yeah, so there it is. But it's okay if it's a cat. That pisses hey, you know, me off. It's hysterical. It's a cat. Listen, that cat was. That cat, that was Aunt Bethany. Yeah, and that, that was abused. Cat. It was an abused that, cat. That, tortured. That cat, it was suicide. Saying, like, this, was, this was a relief for the cat. <laughs> we put the cat the out cat of its misery. The cat had a nice few minutes at the end, a nice jolt, and that was it. I don't think it works that way. But That, yeah, cat, that, was, that, that, cat, that cat couldn't have been happy with Aunt Bethany. I, mean, I don't Uncle know how Lewis. the cat made the drive with no oxygen. So the fact that he was able to bite the wires, I think, yeah. is a victory. Well, that I don't was, think it was an airtight shoebox he was in. You know, they could breathe a little bit in there. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, not not cool. Not cool. Um, <laughs> Eddie wanting the couch as they brought it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good quality item. Oh, yeah, that was a pretty funny <laughs> gag that he kept just taking shit out of the trash. He's like and putting looking, it in his looking at it, yeah, looking at the, the saucer. That's <laughs> the like, saucer with yeah. the hole in it. The conclusion here with the cops and all that, I had to think... Where the cops were so much more aggressive at this than they were in Airheads. You know, oh, Airheads yeah. are actually dealing with armed snipers. This yeah. is just someone's house. Yeah. I mean, this the is... kind of leisure. Yeah, I mean, this, this is an, adu- an abduction, right? <laughs> of a rich so, guy. Of a very rich, of a very very rich wealthy guy. man. True. So Bill Murray's I, brother. Yeah. So it's... it's uh, I, I, I guess it would take precedent, especially in a, a sleepy town like that. Why are they breaking into the... I don't, I don't want to get into the nitpicks, but I, this is just a question. Why are they breaking into the neighbor's house? Well, that was one of my nitpicks. Yeah, yeah right. like, uh, just a, let's get Let's just, let's just fuck with them one more, more time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just... just Yeah, she got attacked by a squirrel and a Rottweiler. And, yeah. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. And I mean, the dinner scene, watching them all eat just turkey jerky. Oh, God, when it's all dry, he's like, oh, here's the heart. Just... Oh my god, gross, dude! Uh, you could not pay me to eat that. No, no, no chance. I'm with you now, Joe. Joe you're 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 uh, our our authoritarian here when it comes to milk and chicken. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. That was nuts. no. You're just you're just eating sides. Ugh, you're yeah, eating, you're eating all the sides. Yeah, how could That's you deserve it. that to people at that point? I mean, when when it poofs. We, uh, they're, they're we put it in too early. Would you put it in Thursday? They're they're dunking it in water. And just everybody's just oh dumping gravy on it. The, the, I liked I liked the sound design of the crunching while everyone's eating. It. Oh, it was good. Yeah. That was very funny. They did no the, one talking to each other. Just like Ooh. yeah, everyone's just trying to make it through. Uh, milk police here. Did we uh, show up at all in this one? The kids were having milk with Christmas dinner. But yeah, that's a thing kids did in the eighties. About the eggnog. I don't want to talk about the eggnog. Uh, not an eggnog gross. guy. I love how, 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 how would Joey be an eggnog guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fe- no. quite anti-eggnog. A splash of rum in there? No, no I'll drink rum. I love I love eggnog. I, I do I like really eggnog do. too. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's fucking. It's an appalling. Hey, to, to, drink. to me, eggnog is like because everything Christmassy is like so available all year round. I feel like eggnog is the one thing that's not. Yeah. So like that's like the one. That's like one of the few things that's like. Actually, Christmassy to me is eggnog. Well, a very important thing to remember about eggnog. I don't know if either of you guys. I mean, Joe, I'm sure you've not had it in your refrigerator before. No. The the expiration date of eggnog is one of the most aggressive things you'll ever see. Like it is like yeah. it's like you got three days to drink this shit. All right, to get it. Well, that's why a, that's why they come in such small oh, carton, little right. slim cartons. Well, yeah. yeah, no, it's it pretty is much like, milk, cream, and egg, right? Yeah, it yeah. is. You got you got like less than a week to finish this shit or get yeah. it out of your fridge get it in your stomach or in the garbage yeah. one or the other it's either it's, way it's going in the garbage yeah and i well i remember like when i was um i don't know you know one of those like not like i was young but not uh, i was old enough to like request something i haven't had yet because i guess yeah. i saw it on a tv show or something i'm like what's this eggnog and why do we never get it and my mom's like ah you want us to get eggnog we'll get eggnog yeah she gets it she goes but you know 
you're either gonna drink this or you're not because it's not sitting in the fridge for for weeks here. All right, this is this is figure it out. You got to make the most of it. Yeah. yeah, and I, I ever since then I do. Like, I like you know, it. Eggnog. Yeah, I like. And it. And now I don't know that I've ever had alcoholic eggnog before though. I think most of the eggnog I've had has just been like a, like in the fridge like at the end yeah. of the evening kind of things. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, my, I'm sure there maybe was like one party I was at where I tried something somewhere. But yeah. my uncle, one of my uncles on Christmas used to make it. Like okay. the alcoholic. Like he used to make the whole thing from scratch. Yeah. And I remember thinking they were all fucking animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I got to so seek that out this year because I need another another drink to add to my <laughs> But a nice connection to the first movie. They were drinking Wally World Cups, which is the whole destination of yeah. the original vacation. So let me ask you this then. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm just taking a leap here that you know this off the top of your head. What is like the chronology of the vacation? Movies? Vacation, European vacation, Christmas vacation, European va- uh, Vegas, Vegas vacation, and then the new vacation. So this is the third. Third. Yes. Okay. Then is this like the most famous third? Is this like the most beloved third movie of a sequence? It's got to be up there, right? No, because I've heard this question asked before. No one's ever mentioned yeah. Christmas Vacation. You know, I, I don't even think about it as like a third because it's the best one and the European yeah, Vacation I, was I just, just so bad. Yeah, I, I almost feel like these vacation movies are kind of all independent of each other. Like I think, I think, reg, I think the first one and European are kind of tied together. Mm-hmm. I think, Still- I think Christmas and Vegas are kind of separate entities in a little, in a little bit. This just feels so much bigger and smarter and more. Kind of it's put, way more put together. Yeah, like I, I like Vacation. I think it's good. I do too. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I really like Vacation. I think it's a funny movie. Um, there's a dog scene that is very upsetting. Very, um, yeah, very, very upsetting. Yeah, mm. not makes the cat scene seem benign. Well, at least they're spreading the wealth a little bit. It's that, yeah. way worse. Yeah, okay. Um, um, well, so I guess we'll have to expand that conversation more when we of of threes when we get to Return of the King, because that is the one. Uh, the yeah. one third movie in the sequence that won a Best Picture. So, I'll be pro Vegas, uh, pro Christmas Vacation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that conversation. Uh, well, you know, you haven't seen I, any of the Lord of the Rings yet, Joe, nothing. so you may love them. You know what? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. There we go. I highly doubt it. But okay. you know what? I'm open minded to it. All right. All right. But no, I think this is the best one. Yeah, it's. I, it's, it's I think it's like seven or eight years after the first one, um, and the the Clark. The Clark and Ellen dynamic is like fully dialed in at this one. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm trying to think like people don't hold Rocky Three in the highest regard. I think they should. I like three way better than two. I think way better than two. So do I. Yeah, I think three's great. I love Rocky Three. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's uh, I love Back to the Future Three. I'm a big Back yeah. to the Future Three guy. Yeah. I'm a three too. over two there also. Yeah, I yeah. It, it's one three two. That's yeah, that's 100%. The order. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people would go one, two, three. Mm. They're wrong, but they would. Oh, okay. All right. We have a okay. That's good. We have a we have a, a pro Back to the Future three group here. I like that for sure. Yeah. It's a yeah. good safe uh-huh. space to be in. <laughs> yeah, um, I, mean, I think is... the other one that people love is is the third Indiana Jones. Oh, well, Last Crusade. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, that's I'm a I'm a two guy there. Wait, what's the which, I'm which a Temple, Temple of Doom? Doom. Oh, Temple, Temple of Doom is my favorite because I watched the most as a kid. That's my that favorite was that of, was mine yeah. growing up. Yeah, that's me my too. Favorite yeah. of the three. Yeah. That's uh, Last Crusade, another 1989 film. There you go. There you go. What a year! I t- like listen the, fir- the 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 Tim Burton Batman movie Roadhouse gone up and down pretty good here. Is there? Do you want to break down the uh, department store scene where the lady shows him his underwear? I, 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 I don't know the, the the swimming pool fantasies. What is so in in the first? So this is like Clark's gimmick, cheating on his 
super or ch- attractive or al- trying to or almost cheating. Yeah, yeah, I mean in the first one he skinny dips with Christy Brinkley while his wife is sleeping in the hotel. Okay. It really does or imagines it. No, he, no, no, he oh, really does. does. And okay. then like he jumps in the water and it's like so cold he starts screaming. And then the whole, and then, wakes up the whole hotel. Everyone. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that's yeah, so that's kind of a, a clerk goes roll trope that's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Good old John Hughes. Yeah. Some of the rants that he goes on are legendary. One of mm. them is my quote of the movie. Okay, well, it's, let's, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, we'll this, is, this is after the tree gets set on fire mm-hmm. and the squirrel incident and all that stuff. And everyone's packing up their shit and about to leave. <clears throat> so Clark is there and he's like, where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. <laughs> Nobody's walking out of this fun old fashioned family Christmas. No, no. We're in this. We're all in this together. This is a full blown four alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. <laughs> and when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, He's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. <laughs> I love it. My, my favorite quote comes a little after. It's Clark after the um, the bonus check. It's it's very simple. It's just, hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? That's great. Uh, just nice. like he's just fully broken at that point. Yeah. And broke. Yeah. Because he overpaid for a pool. Right. Not 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 great. Uh, it, I do love the, if anyone's thinking about getting me anything this year. Do, yeah. And I love how, like, Cousin Eddie's like, oh, that's a good like, idea. Good like, idea. He's, he's like, I actually am waiting to get you something, yeah. and I can do this. And it's free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another, uh, a very close runner-up to the, uh, my quote of the movie was the, uh, after Eddie shows up, he's like, you surprised, Clark? And Clark says, surprised, Eddie? If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I'd be, I wouldn't be as surprised <laughs> as I am right now. Yeah, yeah. I love the shit and bricks. Oh yes! Oh, oh, don't say that word. I'm oh, sorry. Shit and rocks. rocks. <laughs> yeah. Great. What do you What do you say? Are we ready to head head to the nitpick zone? I think it's nitpick zone yeah, time. Let's do it. All right. So a little holiday version of the nitpick zone. I feel a little heavy. <laughs> ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! The Nipic Zone. Uh, there's right. no shortage of Nipics in this one. Anytime you get in one of these these physical comedies, there's always going to be. So yeah, like, I, you, the, try, I, you try. I tried my best to not like, okay, well, that was to, to set up a joke, so I'm going to leave that alone kind of thing. Right. It's we a balance. To, we talked yeah. about that with Airheads. Yeah. Like yeah. If, it's, if they're so clearly just making a joke and it's outrageous, yeah. then, you know, avoid it. But some of it um, is just unavoidable. All right. We, we've talked about this before. The, the family comes way too early. Yeah. What is the plan here? Like they came before the 18th. Yeah, they came the 14th, I think. Like the uh, 14th, it's somewhere between the 14th and the 18th. Yeah, it's way too early. It's way too early. Like to I have get all those people in. I get. I think sometimes with like with elderly in-laws, you're probably often put in a situation where it's not really your choice. Like they're pushy and like, but you have to you fight s- a little bit. You set like, that fucking line down. Yeah. Yeah. But you no. know how you know how that demographic is, though. Oh, you know, I have a we could with only that. get an affordable plane ticket on this day, and we're gonna yeah. have a good. That doesn't happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I'm not accusing you of being no. Clark Griswold. I, I show, locked that but. down. Yeah. This, yeah. So with, let's keep in that the, the bedroom. So yeah, that's the one kids of mine. sit 
sleep together because she has he has to leave she has to leave her room. But there's another room with bunk beds. So that's, they're that's, in that's that's Russ's room. I no, they're in Russ's room. They're sharing Russ's room. Oh. Yeah, but she says, What's he doing in there? I have nightmares about what he does in that's there by himself. Line. Yeah. Yeah, when he's not sleeping next to me. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then so what room are they in that there's a whole nother bunk bed room? Yeah, why are there bunk beds anyway? Right. Like, the girl and the kid never had bunk beds. And there's so it's a, clearly a four bedroom house, which good for them. Right. But then I get them having to share a room, but there's an extra room. Yeah, now, why I, why are the why is Arthur on the top bunk? Yeah, like that's yeah. where the kid should be. Yes. Like the kid should be in the bunk bedroom. Yes. And not in Russ's room. I guess maybe they have a guest room with bunk beds. I mean, I'll say that I mean, and again, this is a little bit of a different situation, but like a, a vacation house where when I was younger in Vermont in the guest room, there were two bunk beds. And now that's a ski resort. Right. So that's yeah. built for. Right. It's not someone's residence. You know? I, but this is such an easy thing of like put the kids in the guest room with the bunk beds that we have for some reason. Yeah. No, I, I, still, I, still think, I still think that's Russ's room. But she makes the thing about sleeping in his room. I, th- I, I thought she was just sleeping next to him. No, she says his room. And yeah. And then she. then Well, he, the joke, she says, she goes. You know, why do I have to sleep with my brother? It's embarrassing. And then she, she says, goes, she goes, I have nightmares about what he does, what he I, does at I'm night not, when I'm not sleeping. I don't think she yeah. mentions his room. She definitely does. Maybe, but whatever. Why would they leave that room? Well, that's the thing. Like, like that's the problem. Because, because like, what, the way, the, the guy, I think it's Russ's room because of the, the poster above the bed. Right. Okay, Fine. Anyway. That's um, not even, but it's the easiest thing to have them share so yes. they don't have to share a bed. And then they can sleep, and then the then the, the other grandparents slip on the, the pull out couch or whatever. It right, is. because this the scene of the two kids sleeping next to each other isn't funny enough to warrant that. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it makes it makes no sense. Right. Um, I guess we'll go to the beginning of the movie here. How did they get the tree out of the ground? Well, it's frozen, and there's giant roots. They're not digging with their hands out. It's the middle of Chicago in December. They're not getting that out. I think in a soggy ground in the middle of May with that car, you're not getting it. How are, this, they, this is, they this also is to drag of, it back miles. Of, this is one of the things where I'm like, they did this for a joke. I'm going to let it pass. This was, this I, was that I, for me. I, okay, I get it. But like, there's no practical scenario oh, where you no. can even think where you can come close. No. But even if they figure out how to get it out, then to have to carry it back to the tree, to and the car, tie, tie to the and car. then tie it to the car, <laughs> hours in ordeal. Like you're getting, you're not making it. Oh, I don't I, even think you could get the car out there. Well, that's they walk to it. They parked yeah. at, the, at the like the the parking lot. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we're just meant to just move on from this. I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just it's just a it's insane. Pay off a funny visual. It's just, yeah. yeah. And then he wears the hockey mask to to chainsaw it down. Yeah, I love that. Now you're you're a better expert than this than I am with this. Because I only see these movies, and I haven't seen them all. Jason, mm. his weapon of choice is a machete? Mostly. Okay. Famously, yeah. Right. Oh, Does he ever use a chainsaw? Mm, no, I don't believe so. That was one of the things that was kicking through my head a little no, bit. No, I don't believe he does. It's, I think in the remake, the 2009 remake he does, but not in any maybe, of the, not in the original it, So the chainsaw is really... It's usually non-automated weapons. Yeah. Chainsaw is kind of more designated for Leatherface and I Evil think, Dead. I yeah. think I think yeah. it was just like a, a horror thing, a guy in a hockey mask with the chainsaw. Yeah, uh, they weren't yeah. trying to reference... Uh, I mean, I think they're softly referencing Jason, but it's... But kind of bring the whole genre together. Yeah. When does the first Friday the 13th movie come out? Is that early 80. 80s or late 70s? 80. 80. 
1980. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's, but that's but there then, are several but sequels. But 81 is the first one with Jason. Okay, but Jason is part of the, oh, yeah. is part of the lexicon. He's like Geist here. Point. Sure. Yeah. Joey, well, I guess I'll let you go next year. I, I what kind much. of circuit breaker does he have that this didn't blow? Like, there's no way that there's power in this house anymore. No, uh, no. Not to mention how clumsy he is to begin with. And they were but just the circuit breaker against. cannot handle that. Like, the circuit breaker would pop. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, whole, the whole town <laughs> the whole town lost power. It had n- needed <laughs> nuclear, nuclear auxiliary. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> there's not a circuit breaker on it. Even if he had... You would need a thousand watt circuit breaker. He probably has a... 150 watt and best. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess we'll do the attic now. Um, th- this attic scene drove me insane. Let's start from the start here. Does it, first of all, do either of you guys have an attic like that? Growing up, I did. Uh, no. Okay. So I have one now, and I had one at our previous house. Growing up was a little different. It was a, just a board you moved. And, but this is the one where you pull. Yeah, growing up, I had that. Okay. So I myself have never been up there with the door closed. So I guess I don't really know. But I don't think it like locks to the point where you can't push it down. There's no way there's not a, there's some kind of safeguard. Yeah, right? like you can... Because you're just pulling it. You're well, not yeah, unlatching it. You're not it. unlatching anything. You're you just, just pull it. it. So, so yeah. him stepping on it, he should just push it down. Right, he should have broken his ankles the first jump. Right. I don't know why he's sitting on it when it opens in the end. But, like, the, he, but, but that should have been complete. Yeah, that should pull. just push us down. No, it's down. not like... You're right. Because if, they had him lock it at the end and then pull it down. All right, fine. There's some sort of locking mechanism, but no. Yeah. But even before he gets up there, he's hiding presents that he's already hidden in the bedroom. So why is he taking out of one hiding spot to go to another hiding spot? I think it's a better hiding spot. <sighs> but you already it's have a- it locked in. But, well. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, Joe. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not contesting that. Has he never been up in this attic before, though? Would he get getting hit in the head by the ladder as it, as it pulls out? I don't, think, I don't think those ladders slide. I mean, mine folds. But even, I don't know about that. He's Mindful. been up there hitting pres- presents before. He's put up a right. bunch of things familiar he with. He found him. other yeah. presents. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't just like slide, slide. and hit him in the face. But I guess we're but doing, we're doing a slapstick comedy, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Next, and I and I guess I get it. Old people are, you know, but like you're are not a little that del- bit. What you're not- kind of dipshit, right? Well, sees like listen. The attic stairs are not down unless someone is up there. Or, right. or very much nearby. Or just pulled something down and going something. up. Right. No one like just leaves that open. Right. Where's the draft coming from? Oh, her, her, and she just closes it with her, him. Her parents are so shitty. Her parents are the worst <laughs> fucking people. But like even that, like if you're that dumb, you're not making it to be that old. Like you're stepping in front of a car one day. I don't know. I think maybe sometimes those are the people who survive. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're, the Mr. Too, they're, factor. They're you know? too dumb to get hurt. Holy yeah, they just like they just repel all. Was it, was, was it like like God protects the stupid or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Like isn't that a phrase? But then like what, what what's the timing of it? Where now the family's already when he's going up, they won't wait because they need lunch at the like. I got to eat or I can take my back pill. <laughs> that, that part was believable for me because I could just see the Craig guy like we're not waiting for anybody. We're getting out of here. I'm hungry. Yeah. I, I have been that hungry before. I've been like, I, I, we need. I need he to has a right car. Yeah. Not, yeah, he's got a car. Exactly. I think I've said that before. He's got a car. He'll meet us there. <laughs> yeah, so I bought that part. But closing the guy in, it's like this is not like an open cabinet here. Like right. there's someone up there. Yeah. And I just, how about just saying, hey, is there anyone up there? Right. What's going Real quick. On? Yeah. There's a draft coming from here. I can't. I can't deal with it for even two seconds. Right. Can you come down real quick? I also think it would be no matter what time of day, pitch black up there. Mm. Unless they have a window. No. 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 Those attics are you can you can see them even just a little bit of light He's, coming through. Growing there. up, we we had vents, but it was dark even during the day. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it looked it looked to me like there were a couple of 
Maybe they had windows. a couple of windows and a couple of because like the that oh, one I guess window he, he yells looked, he out reached of, his head yeah. out right okay so there'd be enough there yeah and okay. I guess that's one of those things where you know there could have been a light that he turns on that's just off camera type of thing like we I I think you do with when it comes to lighting you got to assume some certain yeah certain things but um, uh, when when he's up there and he falls through the ceiling why doesn't he just go through the hole that he breaks yeah so, totally thought that yeah, yeah. Yep. but also everybody knows if you walk in the attic you walk on the beams and. And when you say everybody, that includes our boy Griswold because he's doing it. He's doing it in the beginning. He's walking right. along, and the then thing he stops and it. Right. No, and doesn't he doesn't just stop? He stands in the middle of it with all his body weight on it, completely disregarding it. So it's not like he like misstepped. Like right. It was like oh, like I just like I I lost. Conscious, like I just, I just been up here too long, and I'm not. Paying I was attention. thinking about something else, and I made a misstep and stepped there. He made the conscious effort to stand on that area there, in between the beams, and like do something else. It's just there's no, there's just no mind that works that way. There's no right. mind that works to be so cautious to do it one way and not just completely disregard to the point where you're gonna fall through the floor. And then no mention of fixing the ceiling. That room was probably freezing. Well, what I think what, oh no, well, okay, well this isn't this is a. A trope throughout the movie because you have all the broken windows too. I mean, yeah, if yeah. You're not that fixing point. that; it's going to get cold up there. All the windows, let's just duct tape all over the windows. So that's, I think, that's one of those just put movie tropes between them and the neighbor's house. Like when a window breaks, we just oh, it's just fixed the next day. And yeah, yeah. Safe flight repair, safe flight replace. <laughs> the best backling in the world. I mean, we we talked about why the SWAT team would go into Tard and Margot's home. Are they trying to get like a vantage point from the roof? Or right, I, get a sniper in there. I don't know. They think there's like another like a possibility that <laughs> like there was like a an accomplice. Yeah, three know. or four of them got the wrong address, and they. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I said two sixty two. This is kind of a just this. Uh, I don't know if this is really nitpick because I'm sure there's a scenario where this could actually happen, but it just annoyed me a little bit. Just being that outspoken about your Christmas bonus. Making it that public to the family, like what, like my in laws would never know. My parents would very never know. odd. It's yeah. just like you know, yeah. like oh, here's my Christmas bonus, and everyone like waiting around, saying, like, "How much did you get?" Like it's just like it's ah. weird. boundaries, man. Very weird. Yeah. yeah, there's no boundaries there with that. But story. yeah, that, I mean, but that, I think that's a testament to Clark to Clark's character, right? Right. Where yeah. he just like he he wants he all, all he wants is he's he's so obsessed with getting that pool uh-huh. that like he doesn't really care about keeping that aside because they're going to find out anyway. Yeah, announcing the, the what it is before you even look at how much money it is or any of yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but I, I guess I, that I, checks out with the character, well, too. We yeah. also wasn't expecting to be enrolled in the Jelly of the Month Club. Hey, that's a, that's a once in a life. What, is it, what does he <laughs> that's say? That's a gift that keeps on <laughs> giving the whole year, <laughs> gift Clark. that keeps on giving the whole year. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, but like the thing is, if you're expecting, like, say, say he gets... I mean, he was... He was expecting to get enough money to cover a down payment for a pool. So, like, right. obviously, every year he gets a great bonus. Yeah. And so he's so I guess in his mind, he's like, why would this year be any different? And they all count in the chickens for that. Yeah. And but... everyone's invited to come and swim in the pool. Well, you know, I can't swim, right? I know that, Eddie. I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> he really just wants Mary from the department store there. Yeah, that's true. I got another really big one here. This one annoyed the absolute shit out of me. Mostly because we started the movie this way and we put so much investment in having this massive tree 
which I love, by the way. I love that whole gimmick. I love the idea of, you know, how much pride he took in the tree, the Griswold family tree. Like, that was a really fun part of the character to me. That Like, this is how important Christmas is, is that we're going to go out, we're going to get our tree, we're going to have this big, massive thing that doesn't fit in the living room. Like, I dug all that. That's why this scene just crushed me. The asshole, the last old guy to get there. Uncle Uh, Louie or what is it? Uncle Louie. Uncle Louie, okay. Uncle Louie. He sucks. Curmudgeon. So he lights a cigar and this whole massive tree, (laughs) which a tree that big with roots that deep, do you know how long it would take for that to even like dry up? Yeah. And and now listen, I'm someone who, who growing up, we always had a real tree. And we had a wood-burning stove in our house. So we were always, I mean, that tree left the house December 26th, 27th. That went in the trash. That was, we did not keep it up, even in New Year's, because that thing dries up, right. and it is an instant fire hazard. Just so kindling. if you have, yeah, if you have a wood-burning yeah. stove in the house, it's going to get even dry and go with it. But we're talking about, like, a little tree that you buy in, like, the station. That's been out. Not until you cut from the ground. Yeah, like, yeah. got this massive pine do we, so this guy lights a cigar, and the whole thing is just—it's it, like a—it's like one of those, one of those Bugs Bunny cartoons where the whole room blows yeah, up, yeah. and it's just like a, a little like puff. There's, there was a huge flame that came out. It was, yeah. Uh, there's just no way the tree could burn that quick, and if it did burn that quick and that aggressively, the whole house would be in ashes. Yeah. Like that, where the whole thing would go up. Yeah, I know you're giving me the look like it was the gag. I, yeah. I get it, but <laughs> you can't have this massive, massive tree. Have that be the joke. And then later on, use a joke where the whole thing just goes poof. Because at least they set it up with the dog, though. What they said? Well, the dog, the dog drinking the, the water, drinking the water it, for drying to it help out. dry it out. Is drink. that what they were doing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, I thought that's what they were doing. Try and like get us there. Anything else? Is it? I mean, those were that actually is all mine. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much mine. I'll I'll ignore the fact that your eyes can't really freeze to the point where you can't see something. Her eyes are frozen. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll say that's a gig. Um, anything else, Grant? Anywhere? Uh, no, I think we I think we covered just about everything. Yeah, oh, good. One last one. Oh, chopping a tree down in your neighbor's yard and using it as your Christmas tree—that is a crime. Like that's, that's it's probably their tree. It was probably Clark's tree. You think so? It looked. I I took. A, it looked. It looked like it was on the border of. of their it's properties. on the property line. I. It looked. I gave it a second look. The second to do it looked like it was in the neighbor's yard. I don't know. I mean, it, it it went right through their window too. Well, sure, it could be still could be close. True, yeah. true, yeah. Because that is not cool. You cannot just go into your neighbor's yard no. and cut a tree well, down. No, yeah, that's yeah. There's probably doing. I, guess, some jail well, time I mean, that. that's destruction. I mean, they're probably getting fined. You're not getting, no jail time. It's destruction of property. You probably have to pay for the window. You probably. I don't. I don't think I you're don't think, stealing. Uh, you take it and put it into your house. You got. I, I don't think you're going to get anything more than a, than a heavy, a heavy fine. Heavy fine. Yeah. yeah, no, nice yeah. fine. Look into that. I'll look into that. My uh, Brennan Beal. We have. Well, listen, we have. We have. We have two lawyers on retainer. We do. We he does. Talk, we he does zoning them. too. So. Yeah. Um, okay. That's it for the nitpick zone. All right. We, we yeah, tried to say as festive as we could here. Sorry, I got kind of I spiked the eggnog a little bit in that one. You feel good about yourself shooting holes in this comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Taking the comedy hey, too once seriously. They, once they fried the cat, all the gloves are off. But I'm, now I'm going at him a little bit. Wow. <laughs> it's award time. Hell Here yeah. we go, a little holiday awards. Hell yeah. Start with MVP, and uh, Joey, I'm going to let you go first here. MVP. Yeah, so I went a little bit less obvious. I went Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen. I think she's great in this. I think I like she's, MVP. Yeah. I like it. I think she really stabilizes Clark, but it's still really funny. Wow. I like her interactions. I think she has the most consistent interactions with everybody. I really enjoy her in this. Yeah, I think it's great. 
Hmm. Okay. It's, it's a great character. I think it's played pitch perfect. Yeah, I love yeah. her. I don't know that she's carrying the lineup, but you got you got to watch it again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Guess yeah. The more you, the more you watch, the more you appreciate. She's it. interacting with everybody. Maybe she's, she's, she's like that, that she's, piece of the team. They unplug, and all of a sudden you're not a playoff. She's team. the she's the straight man. Like yeah. she's okay. yeah. While being funny. Yeah. Grant, how about you? Uh, Randy Quaid. Yeah. Um, Cousin Eddie. It's. I mean, I, I I said this when I said this before. He he comes in and steals the show. Yeah. Yeah. Also, my MVP. Uh, Great. Uh, I I think that. I think he's the least replaceable out of every single person yeah. in this movie. Uh, I yeah. think it, it, we've already talked about his other other fine work as a as a seasoned redneck, but um, <laughs> but I, I really do think you could plug Steve Martin or Martin Short into the Chevy Chase role and get a lot of the same. Yeah, uh, it, it, I realize that there's other vacation movies and whatnot, so there's a little bit of a legacy going on. But I just don't I don't know. You no, know, you could still get a funny character if you plug Randy Quaid out. I just don't think you're going to get the same thing. It's not thing. the same. Yeah, he's and great. And he really, he, he comes, he crashes into the center of this movie like a, a good a good 20 minutes to half hour in. Like you're, we're, you're in this thing yeah. when he oh, comes yeah. in. And he really, really takes over nicely. Yeah. So just just smooth delivery, very funny. It, get, it seems to get funnier as it goes. And yeah, just awesome. And That's my great. MVP too. Yeah. LVP. Uh, Joey, we'll have you go last because you, you look like you got a lot of things brewing over there. So I, I, I like I always like to kind of go with you last. So Grandma, we'll go to you first. Uh, mine's not a uh, a person. Mine is a scene. Uh, this movie, I, I love almost everything about it. Aside from the conversation between Clark and Eddie, I don't give a shit about the sledding scene. I think that, I think that whole thing where he's going down, he's going through everything. I don't care. It's not amusing to me. And I just, every every time that comes on, I'm like, okay, now I can go right. to the bathroom. Like the explosion. Yeah. Very yeah. well said. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. I feel exactly the same. Yeah. It's a total pee break scene. Yeah. yeah. 100%. We didn't even touch it in nitpicks. That's how irrelevant it is. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah. That scene's all about Eddie's, the plate in his head. That, uh, That's uh, it. I, right. And like, if they cut it down with him just like shooting, shooting down. End it there. Fine. Perfect. I don't, I don't yeah. need the whole rigmarole. Going into Walmart, going across the street. Like, yeah, it's too long. Going through an outhouse. Yeah, it's yeah. too long. Yes, I agree. Funniest part of that scene was, was Cousin Eddie trying to salvage the piece of metal for something. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to use that for, but okay. So that's your LVP was the whole scene. Yes. Uh, my LVP was uh, Uncle Louie. Uncle Lewis. Uncle Lewis, yeah. A blessing. Oh, my God. Terrible. You, you didn't like the one. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Uh, he was not doing it for me. Okay. Walking into someone's house with a cigar is just an absolute dickhead move. I don't Dick. even care if it's the 80s. Like dickhead That is move. just an asshole move. Yes, when you're settled in, if you want to ask politely to like the cigar, or even if you just see a comfortable environment, you're still an asshole. Yeah. But it's at least I can I can say, oh, okay, well, it's the late 80s. I guess they did that. They're just strolling right into the house yeah. with a lit cigar. Fuck that guy. <laughs> and he, he, he burnt the beautiful tree that they went through all that effort to get. And, at least know. it's out of its misery. <laughs> Front wheel drive. The car took it right out of the thing. Yeah. At least it's out of its misery. Yeah. Oh, what an asshole. Just a miserable fuck. Yeah. Fuck him. Okay. No, LVP. First, it's just an adult wearing a jersey with his name on it. It's <laughs> fair. Like, oh, Joe. Like that's that's pathetic. But my real one is um, E.G. Marshall's art. I really don't like him. Wow. Yeah, I don't like the yeah. way he delivers things. I don't think he's funny. I just think it's just like 
He's being a dick without and forgot he had to be funny in there. Oh, juror number three. Yeah, I do really? not. I do not like him in this. Okay. Mm. Damn. I, I like I a little like bit him. of sacrilege there, but that's okay. Yeah. That's. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about twelve angry men. Yeah. Well, I, I also well, you, got, you got two angry men right here. I'll <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit to being like a sucker for legacy points. Like you can like he could have done the worst job in the world, yeah. and it wasn't going to matter to me because oh, I'm like, oh it's it's juror sure number three. Yeah, sure, it's yeah, twelve angry men. Boom, I'm I'm in. I'm, right. I'm sold. You know, yeah. All you got to do is be in one episode of Burn Notice, and I and you're good for life for me. That's like, very that's very so the, clear. Yeah. So the director is now he's you know he should have been up. Yeah, he should have been up for a Golden Glove for this, as far as I'm concerned. Quality episodes of Burn Notice too. I must say, really, directed. yeah, he did he did eight episodes throughout five seasons, so they must have liked him. They kept going back to him. And he did the season one finale there too, and. uh yeah, Rough Seas is a different episode he did. It was a, a personal favorite. Okay. Did, so. Participation award. Who are we giving a little extra love to? Toss them away. I'll go because it segues nicely. E.G. Marshall, and uh, it was it was actually uh, mine was actually the the in laws as a okay. whole it was E.G. Marshall and Doris Roberts. Okay. Uh, loved loved seeing them both in this. Got the cantankerous uh, in law thing down for me, so I, they got my participation award. Okay. Yeah, um, Grant. Uh, mine is. Uh, it's a character we have not talked about. Okay. And it's uh, Meg Questel as Aunt Bethany. Betty the Boop. Old, the old, yeah, Betty Boop, the voice of Betty Boop in Olive Oil wow. uh, back in the day. Um, yeah, uh, she she just she just comes in the ninth inning and just throws gas to me. I, 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 One of the most quotable lines. Grace. <laughs> Grace, she passed away 30 years. And all the questions in the beginning. Like, is well, it is the voice of Betty Boop. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought it was recognized. Yeah. I thought she was recognizable. Yeah, just what, like her first line is, is your house on fire, clock? It's just... Oh, Rusty's it's, still in the Navy. Oh, it's great. I, I, I love her. I, I find her character so endearing. And I think she does a wonderful job. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's funny. I went with um, Johnny Galecki as Rusty. I think he's okay. hysterical, and I think yeah. you know, in scenes with you know, he he just kind of holds his own. His reactions are good. I, I think he does a really good job. And I yeah, think he's- it, fantastic in this, and it, it's it's that type of role. It's very easy to be obnoxious. You know, that the the kid. Yeah, like, no. wait, look at look at our movie last year, Elf. Right. Joey, I mean, the kid was your LVP. Awful. Jets fan. Um, yeah, it, it it it's you could quickly become the whiny, unlikable. See European vacation. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, yeah. So uh, I agree. I really liked him. This. Yeah. So he fit, yeah, fit the role good. Good little facial reactions yeah. to things. It was. It, it, yeah. The thing with him. the cat is yeah. hysterical. Like he's he's just very funny. Yeah. I, I completely. I, I I really think that there's casting wise i think they nailed i think they knocked it, out of the park yeah i think juliet mm-hmm. lewis is awesome too i just really yeah yeah she's johnny great yeah. yeah i think i think uh johnny like has more to do exactly yeah that's why i gave it to him yeah, yeah. scene of the movie which scene took it home for yeah. you guys here in this one now this, this is probably a pretty hard question for you guys because you're both familiar so familiar with yeah. the movie and you're picking one out and all that um I'll, I'll go for it this is a movie that we we this is a scene that there was a this we talked about at length because of nitpicks but the older I get, the more I love the scene where he's watching old Christmas footage, and the Ray and the Ray Charles playing in the back. Like the older and like because when I was a kid, I was like, "That's my pee break time." Like that's when I go out. But now, like I'm almost forty years old, and I'm like, "Oh, I get it. I get it now." And it's it's wonderful. So as much shit as I gave in the nitpick zone about the about the attic scene, there were some endearing 
parts of that. Him yeah. dressing up in grandma's clothes yeah, to get the, warm. The, and the furs. The, yeah. the old movies was, was, it was cool. Great. And yeah. I loved finding the old uh, Mother's Day present from yeah. Love yeah. and that look on his face like, oh, there it is. You know, like... <laughs> So that, that no, there was there was some fun parts about that scene, and I guess that's one of those where you have to take a couple nitpick hits just to yeah. just to be able to deliver what you wanted to deliver. Sure. In this. But you do you do get a good a good sense of his character too, and how much he loves the holidays. And He's very he sentimental, yeah. right? Nostalgic, sentimental guy. Really wants it to be special for his kids. Like yeah. you appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and he's like he's tearing up. It's yeah. it's nice. It's yeah, a really nice scene. Uh, uh, yeah, that's cool. Mine is the the lights finally working, the on and off, and the neighbors' reactions to finally it being on. Like that whole thing That's makes good. me laugh the entire time. It's so rewatchable for me. I love yeah. it so yeah, much. Cool. Yeah, so both of your scenes are the ones that gave me the most anxiety. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine was the uh, the the greeting the people into the house uh, yeah. and that, that chaotic kind of like yeah. handheld frantic cam, handheld man. cam thing. And I I really thought they got the holidays right in that moment like the the crazy part of the holidays with yeah, that, the yeah. overwhelming nature of of having family come and all that yeah and i'm a you know i'm a holiday guy like i'm a, a I, I i you know in talking to people and listening to podcasts and here it, it seems like like the holidays is something that a lot of people don't like like they like when i say the holidays i mean specifically like inviting the the family over and having like the family gatherings like I've always liked the family gatherings. Family yeah. gatherings are like a, a, a fun part of the, of the year for me. Sure. You know, so. Yeah, but, but not everybody is, has good families. There is. The, that's well, I true. guess that's it. Yeah. You know? But the settling into it is always a little chaotic. Yeah. It's like, where are you going to, where's your seat? Where are you going to station up? What's, yeah. uh, you know, what's going on here? You got to look. Where, are you too early? Are you too late? You what's the, the stack situation? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, but that's, uh, so that, that one, I thought they absolutely nailed in that. So. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. They did a great job. Time machine recast. Take anyone, anytime, oh, any place. You want me to go first? Sure. Cool. So I uh, I picked Clark Senior. The guy did a fine job. John uh, Randolph. I'm not for, too familiar with the actor or his work, but that was kind of a heartfelt character and kind of an important piece of this movie because it had to get Clark. It had to get Clark grounded again. It had it to get Clark passing of the torch moment. Yeah. yeah. So it had to. That had to be meaningful. And, yeah, Clark needed the guy to kind of pat him on the back, and and he needed Dad there, and and. And that was Clark Sr.'s role in this thing. And I thought he was just a bit indiscreet amongst all the, the mouths that there were to feed in this movie. And, okay. and I think because a lot of people were, were doing a lot of damage with the little, he got overlooked a bit. So I picked an actor who would not swing and miss with that role. He could come in, have four lines, and you'd remember him as much as anyone else in the room. Henry Winkler for that role. Oh, okay. Um, Henry Winkler of today. Yeah. Put him, get him back there. I thought he just would ha- could just He'd have heart. His, yeah, just put his hands on his shoulder and say, "Clark, you got this. You got yeah. this, son. Give him a hug, smile, yeah. and then you from that point on, you could just have him in the background, and people would because who doesn't love Henry Winkler? Like, of course, hundred percent approval rating. He's, he's in one of my favorite Hallmark Christmas movies. Is he? He is. It's oh quality. man, that's where his career went. <laughs> this was early. This was, oh, he's this, revived it now. This was like two thousand. Right. I want to say like two thousand eight. Oh, okay. Called the most wonderful time of the year. This is before like Hallmark was like this was like hallmark christmas movies and he plays like a retired cop from brooklyn who visits his daughter in colorado it's great yeah he's cool. great yeah i mean he's just he just won an emmy recently yeah. for barry so yeah, yeah he's, he's got a great like, oh resurgence yeah boy he's oh he's great barry yeah he's great in barry See, it's, wait until season three of Barry. i'm, I'm, I'm caught up oh, I'm you, good. oh you're all done oh, yeah oh yeah oh fuck yeah it's awesome yeah it's great right yeah i thought he just would fit in perfectly 
there for that. And he, he also kind of oddly looks a little bit like Chevy Chase. Like you could see, it's it, a lot it, shorter, but yeah, a lot shorter. Well, I'm just saying their faces. Like, like if you look at if you look at Chevy Chase in '89, you look at Henry Winkler today. You, you could kind of be his father a little That's bit. That's interesting. So, yeah. The height difference um, might be jarring. Yeah. Yeah, old people shrink. Uh, you know what? I went with I have I have a whole bunch here, but I'm going to go with my Barry recast too. Ooh, the cast of Barry is getting dipped into. I love this. <clears throat> I think uh, Brian Doyle Murray is a little bit on the nose as like the money grubbing asshole boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with someone with a little that can that can kind of do a little bit better. Stephen Root, absolutely. Oh, I like that. I, absolutely. I think I think that would be a, I think that would be a great because he he. he he would be more of like a sniveling, yep. like sniveling penny pincher. Great. Than like this Scrooge type character. Great. That's, get me that's someone awesome. and then get me someone while I'm holding. <laughs> get me somebody. Anybody. All right. Did you put Bill Hader in this movie, uh, Joe? Or what? I, I wish. Get the <laughs> no ho Hank. <laughs> no ho Hank. <laughs> you guys, this is real serious. Buddy. Buddy. Hey, Barry. I, I put someone that we know works. So took out E.G. Marshall. And I put in Peter Boyle as art. That was one of my suggestions, too. Yeah. yeah. Pre-Everybody Loves Raymond, I just think that he'd be so much funnier. Yep. So yeah. much more curmudgeonly. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that would uh, that would work out perfectly. He'd be yeah. more of a foil for Clark. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. Hard to argue with that. Cutting room floor. Scene you oh. want to take out? I mean, I, I think I mean, you, you have the yeah. LBC yeah. there, and I, I'm on board with that. I think I we can agree. remove yeah, the sledding scene. Yeah, just yeah. very unnecessary. Once, he, once let it explode and then end it. Yeah. and what I is want this? the talking part. And this movie's 147, is that right? Is it even that long? I think it was like, like, like 130. 130 like 136 or yeah. something like that. Um, 137. Okay. Okay, yeah. So you shave off five minutes there. Yeah, knock right, that yeah. out. That doesn't need to yeah. exist yeah. in there. Get, get out of here. And Oscar reevaluation. I don't there's absolutely nothing here that could uh, be touched. Randy Quaid. Obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, no, snots. Uh, yes, best yeah. dog actor. Yeah. Uh, no, obviously, no Oscar consideration needed. No. This is the point where we would normally do our recommends. However, we have it's a big exciting. event. Yes, Ooh. here we go. <laughs> so, uh, out of the five of us, the, the three of us sitting here today, and Artie B and Chris G, whose voices you've heard many a times before sure here. In did. fact, you just heard them last week on our Spotlight episode. Whoa. Joining me for that. Yes, a, a very holiday episode of <laughs> Best Picture Cast. We got this. We each selected a different person for this to give a recommend to. It's our second year doing this. So we were not allowed to double up with last year. So last year, Grant, you got me. Yes, I did. And you gave me Paddington too. Sure did. Wonderful, lovely movie. Uh, I got Chris G. I gave him Badlands, Terrence Malick's, Malick's first movie. Great one. Joey, you got Grant. Grant, and old boy. It took you about almost the calendar year to find it. It, but took, we, a, it took a while, but we got it done. We got our hands well on our worth old it. boy. And well there's a one thousand and one by one episode. Yeah, the third episode. Very good. RDB got me. Joey. You, Joey. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, and that was a, a nice revisit for you there with that. Yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah, loved yeah. it. And then finally, Chris G got RDB, and mm-hmm. he gave him Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. That's right. It was. Uh, a good experience there for Artie too. So really, I think everyone we nailed, nailed it. it yeah, last I don't. Year. Nobody, really nobody had to fake liking it. No, a lot everyone of pressure like, this year. Yeah, a lot yeah, of pressure this yeah. year. We're going to now go to our good friends Artie B and Chris G. We're going to kick it off to them and see who they selected and what movies they picked. So, without further ado, okay, I'm here with Chris G and Artie B, and it is Secret Santa time. 
you guys have uh, selected. We don't know who you have yet, so we'll go around. And if I have one of you, then I'll uh, join too. So it, we'll see. We'll, it, I'll go last. It's a secret. <laughs> How we doing, guys? Good? We good, good. Be, yeah, I'm excited. Getting ready for the holidays? Absolutely. Just oh, bought yeah. my tree today. And, <laughs> and of course, I'm the king of the recommends, as Kieran definitely should let everybody know. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited for this one. because uh, Chris's recommends are very good. The problem is with Chris's recommends is, though, and I'm like, Chris, I, I finally watched a movie you recommended. It was great. I loved it. He goes, I know. Now here's another one. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm trying to get my list smaller. Not like Kieran, I'm trying to improve your life. That's that's <laughs> what I'm do, here to do. Well, so. before the podcast, we had a lot of recommends that he was just against that he ended up loving every that's single right. one yeah. of them. You know? I mean, you got to keep a tight list here. I mean, Sopranos was a big one. I, I mean, for true. years, that's I was... Law, you were lost. You got me on Lost. Lost, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm responsible for a lot of your happiness, I feel like. Well, we'll see if you selected me here that today. That makes one person... <laughs> <laughs> okay um we'll see if you selected me here today chris i'm gonna start with you who did you select in the 2022 bpc secret santa i have been lucky enough to select a lovely human being by the name of grant Ooh, z. grant z first on the on the block here now you, last year you had i had Artie last Artie. year okay so you couldn't get Artie this year so you yeah were, right you, yeah. right yeah. which uh that was that was great that was good times uh i i do think i i've nailed this and uh i'm excited to to improve grant's life cool and we're trying to we're trying to kind of kind of the tough part is figuring out has the person seen her you want to get something that they haven't seen so yeah i i picked i picked uh joey's brain and and he kind of i think he has a good uh, finger on the pulse of this. I, gotcha. Listen, if it's if it's uh, well, something you've seen already, then we'll, then we'll have to figure, figure it out. out. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay. Is it a WPC candidate? It is not. No, okay. it is not. Uh, uh, but it is something that I think he'll find very interesting at the very least. Okay, Chris. So you have selected Grant. Chris? All right. So I have picked a, a very interesting one for Grant. It is a live action film, also documentary, also animated hmm little of everything it is a 2003 film uh starring paul giamatti and it is called american splendor oh american splendor i yes. love that movie chris oh have you seen oh, it i've seen american splendor yeah absolutely. i wasn't aware i wasn't sure if you that was a, a kieran movie or not yeah um it's about uh harvey p Carr. if anybody doesn't know it's about uh you know An illustrator right he was a a you know a, a graphic novelist yes. that basically talks about his uh, mundane life in Cleveland as a, a file clerk mm-hmm. and uh, had a lot of notoriety in like I guess what the eighties and nineties mm-hmm. with uh, uh, David Letterman. Um, this movie was nominated for an Oscar uh, for best adapted screenplay. Also uh, won the Cannes Film Festival's uh, International Federation of Film Critics Prize, which is the big one. And uh, Sundance Grand Jury Prize, which is also the big one. So yeah, never heard of this movie. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, um, it's interesting. It's unique. It's not like anything else you've ever seen. So uh, yeah, uh, I, I saw it probably right as it as it came out on like Showtime, HBO, like right, right, right after. It's an it's HBO film. Okay, so that's yeah, so that yeah. makes sense. And um, Paul yeah. Giamatti, like right in that kind of sideways groove. Yes, it's right yeah. in that in in the hot spot of, of Paul Giamatti. So. Yeah. Uh, Cool. It's really great. I think I think it's a Grant movie. I don't know what. Do yeah. You, I don't know if you. I yeah. I agree. think that's a good. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good recommend there. All right. So Grant uh, is on the board there with that. Artie, you're up next. Artie, who did you select? 
So I didn't select anyone. I was just texted who my person <laughs> okay, was. Well, the selection process. So the selection process had me uh, <laughs> pick a movie for you, Kieran. Oh, oh. Well, that's <laughs> almost good because you you. It is kind of common knowledge what Kieran has and has not seen, right? Sure. Oh no. Yeah, I, I have a feeling. I, my goal was to take a movie that that I know is on his list and force him to move it to the top. Yeah, I feel like Kieran's list is like in the Library of Congress. It's, like it's, it's it's like it's publicized. It's publicized. Yeah, right. right. Um, okay, Arthur, what, what sort of damage are you going to do to me here? Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You sent the South Park clip with all the different directors the other day, and one of them knows story structure, even though he's batshit crazy. We're going apocalypto. Uh, I had a feeling. Okay, once, once oh. you once you hinted at Mel Gibson there, I had a feeling that's what it's going to be. I just have a feeling this is really going to hit for you. Cool. And, I, I uh, have heard great things about it. Yeah, as have I. I've never seen it either. Mm. So I think you're really going to like it, and wow. I'm, I'm I'm excited to force you to watch it. Wow, Mel Gibson's apocalypto. Now I think you've created an additional task for me too, because I think this is one of these weird movies that you can't stream. Maybe I don't know anything about during that. our airheads. It's episode. also been canceled. I just assume the uh, the magic school bus library that you go to that has every movie ever yes, will hope, have apocalypse. I hope they have it one way or another. I'll get my well, hands. The, on it. Luckily, I didn't know if America's Splendor was streaming, so I brought the DVD oh, for Grant. This. He's that, got it. That's, okay, uh, that's All for right. Grant. No, you bought that on its release day, right? In <laughs> yeah, two thousand three. Yes, I was alive for two thousand three. As as were you, Artie. So Joe yes. falls falls flat. Okay, wow. Cool. All right. So uh, I have not selected either of you. Ah, so not the yes, no, Damn I do not have either one of you. That ends our, our little session here today. Well, I'm going to have to hold <laughs> off until I confront one of the people that I'm going to have to give a movie to. Uh, dude, I'm, uh, Artie, I'm, who did you have last year? Jo- Joey. I picked uh, Good, the Bad, the, the good, Ugly. Good, the Bad, the Ugly for Joey. That's right. Yeah. So that means I'm basically going to get a superhero movie out of this, right? If it's, I have Joey or Grant. You have Grant. either Joey or Grant, so we don't know, Chris. Dear God. I'll tell you right now, if you said you had already seen Apocalypto, which I, I, I was pretty sure you hadn't, my next one was just going to be Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, Jesus. Um, <sighs> and uh, Artie, you have either Joey or Grant. No, they have me. Or, or yeah, you're going to be getting a movie from either one of those. So All right, we'll they're good. Well, they're, yeah, they're, no, they're, you they're have very to be thoughtful. getting. Yeah, because neither of us have you, so yeah. it has to be one of them. Right, yeah. no, I got it. They're, <laughs> do they're you? Very, yeah, I do. They're <laughs> okay. thoughtful. And Chris had you last year, so it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, broke back. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for um, scuffling together to get this uh, recorded here on short notice. And uh, we'll, see, uh, we'll see what Grant and Joey have waiting for you. I'm scared. Under, under, the, uh, under the Christmas tree. So. All right. My children All right, have been unattended for a few minutes. I got to get back to them. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Okay, so there we wow. have it, guys. Grant, we're going to go to you first here. Reactions to, to your Christmas selection for you? I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, I love me some Paul Giamatti. Mm. I love it that he, he lent me the DVD. That's perfect. To borrow. Yes, that's, 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 that's right. what, what, a, what a good very guy. Thoughtful. As you heard it, I popped it out of it my bag. Great. and Here it is. Great. Yeah. I think it's a very Grant movie, and I love that pick for you. Okay, great. Yeah, Yeah. this is one that I saw when it, when it was out, I guess, so I guess we're... we're I think we're juniors in high school yeah. or so. And this was kind of my introduction to Paul Giamatti. Not the first Paul Giamatti I've seen. Negotiator is the first Paul Giamatti movie I've seen. <laughs> but this is him as a lead. So, like, this was a great precursor to Sideways for me. So, like, what, like it was when I watched Sideways, I'm like, oh, this is the guy who was in that movie. Yeah. And it was, and went from there. So, yeah, yeah well, I'm interested to see what you think about that. Because yeah, you're I'm a bit forward. of an illustrator yourself. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah, I think, I think it's a great choice I, for you. Uh, it's something that, like, I've always been interested in, in seeing and just cool. kind of. 
always escape me. Like most things, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, a, a very thoughtful selection. By oh, Chris yeah, Jagger. that was good. Chris, Chris loves recommending movies to people. That's like one of his He's good at it. Yes. He's thoughtful yes. about yes. it. He makes sure, yeah. like he understands what people like. Like he does a good job. Like if Chris recommends something, I take it more seriously than others. And he understands the stakes. Yes. He does not yeah. want a bad recommend. Yeah. He no, he can't. Just, I don't think yeah. he could handle it. I think, no. I no, think yes, it would be yes. ugly. Yeah. Okay, so... It, and, and thoughts on Apocalypto was uh, you guys have both seen it. It looks yeah, uh, yeah I like it. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's, um, I know Artie loves that movie. So it's I fine. got my uh, hands full trying to figure it out. Although Joe, you did it's a on little, Tubi. It is on Tubi, so I should and be the able English to... one because they, there's an okay, English so, version and then there's and it's I, it's it's Aztec, I think Aztec language. Okay, so I have I thought it was Mayan, but maybe I, it's Mayan. It, yeah, but, I could be wrong. Um, it, so I've I only seen couple, the English questions one. about the, like, what which one was in theaters? The English one. The English. I've one. only seen the English one. And then what he just released a like a director's cut, which was an all in mind. I think I, I think I saw the subtitled one. Yeah, I've only okay. seen the English one. Hmm. Okay. All right, interesting. Okay, so maybe that's why I didn't like it that much. Maybe the subtitled one is better. I don't know. Grant, I think we can go to you now. Here, Chris yeah. recommended this for you. Grant, who did you select? I selected. Chris. Yeah. I love right it. back at him. All right. Here we go. A little, I'm a little offended that he thinks if I got him, I'd give him a superhero movie. Okay. Because like Chris, what we just talked about, I, I feel I too am very thoughtful in what I recommend. And I take people's sensibilities into account. Okay. Uh, so I got to be honest. When you got me last year, I was also afraid you were going to pick a superhero movie. But okay. Uh, so, just, just to uh, be fair. so right off the bat, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> And now um, you're doing Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, so now, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, this is a movie that he wanted, that he was going to watch this past Halloween season. And I was excited for him to watch it, and he didn't do it. He didn't pull the trigger on it, mm. and I was upset. So I am putting on his lap Sleepaway Camp. Oh, wow. Love yes. it. Yes. Love it. I think, I think Chris is going <clears> to <throat> fucking love this movie. It's it's eighties horror schlock. It's right up Chris's it's alley. Right up, right up Chris's alley. alley. Yep. Uh, I think he's gonna have a great time with it. He's got a wonderful worst picture cast episode to to. It's to a pair great compliment, it with. yeah, with That's the right. with the freezers with Adam yes. and Melissa. Yes, great yeah. choice, right in the wheelhouse. Nice easy one. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It's a layup. Yeah, I like how we're doing. Like we're checking some old boxes here with this. Sometimes we're getting some. Uh, I mean, Ari has literally been recommending Apocalypse with me for I think close to two decades. Like. <laughs> It's been a like since we were in like college, whenever it came out. I mean, probably when we were in college, it came ago, out, right? Yeah, yeah like so this has been a long time coming. So that makes sense. You get to check that box, of yeah, Chris. That's exactly. fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so that just leaves me and Joey. So I mean, I guess you could kind of maybe do some math in your head, but Joey, who did you select? I had the infamous RDB. The infamous RDB. Okay, and 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 I love that you and 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 already have that little kind of. A little kind of minor feud about watching this, watching this. And now you have the power in your hands to make him watch anything, anything at all. Yeah, so... This could be any movie. I have no idea where, where this is going. I think everybody should, because he has to watch Back to the Future for the first time. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm not really... Because yeah. <laughs> he, he actually did recently watch that. Sure, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, he said... No, but for Artie, I really thought about movies and what Artie likes about movies. And I thought of a movie that I really think he would appreciate... And I went back to 1950s, Akira, Kurosawa, Rashomon. Wow. That's great. Cinematography, philosophy, storytelling, all the things Artie fucking loves about movies. I think he's going to lose his shit about Rashomon. And I think it's going to be the thing he doesn't stop talking about for six months. Yeah. That's going to be his new Hortori Hanzo. Yeah. Joey, I mean, you're 
you I mean you're just you nailed every second of that that you're spot on he isn't gonna stop thinking about talking about that he's gonna recommend it to every one of his in-laws and all, like at the I think parties it's such yeah, an arty like what he likes about movies the foundation for all of those things mm. is right there yeah it's perfect so yeah. like the back to the future was like funny being a dick but like being like for real Artie's going to fucking love Rashi. Uh, I think yeah. you nailed it. I if think he doesn't love that. it, I'm going to be blown away. No, uh, I would be too. Yeah, yeah and, and be. that's a movie that everyone really should see. It's a must and, watch. Uh, yeah. 100%. It's yeah. a must watch, but like some people, maybe it's not their sensibilities to get, but like him, like he's good with like subtitled movies. Like he's able to get into it. Like everything about it is right up his alley. Wow, yeah, and I want I want to shout out our buddy Mike Emmel from Cinemus too because he has a great episode great on Rashomon. And I just uh, yesterday watched Life of Pi for the first time ever, oh. and absolutely loved it. It was a beautiful movie. It was in tears by the end of it. But they did an episode where he paired Rashomon and Life of Pi, and I think it's one of their one of his best episodes. Cool. Really great stuff. So, um, yeah, great. Oh, it's a great choice there, Rashomon. That's Hell great. yes, that's Let's wonderful. Go. Great stuff. Okay, well that only leaves me, and oh, there's boy. only one person left, Joe. It's me and you. Very excited. Now, how did you figure out it was you? Did you you did the you did the uh, well, Pepe who, Silvia on the wall? <laughs> it's, uh, I knew who everybody had Pepe last Sylvia. year. I talked to a f- some people came to me and asked me what I, I thought about yes. things. So you I was can't able just to let it be. You have to figure. Everybody out. Everybody came did. to me. Okay, I did not reach out to one person. I will put it that there. Okay, and I cannot let it be. No, that's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing like trivia a couple weeks ago where I had to write down the name of the stars of the movie, the name we couldn't think of, so that people didn't think we missed it. Oh boy. <laughs> Okay, so um, I hope I can do this in one take and that you haven't actually seen it. Okay, Joe. So this is a movie that I have tried to get you to watch in the past. Uh, it is a movie that is relatively new to me and a movie that is very, very important to me. It's, it's climbing up my ranks as one of my favorite movies now, having only seen it somewhat recently. But I have always, and this is going to tie into some movies we talked about earlier on in this episode, the 1979 Oscars. Uh, I've always been a Kramer versus Kramer guy. I love Kramer versus Kramer. It blew me away the first time I saw it. I'm not an Apocalypse Now guy. I'm sorry, guys out there. I know people love it. Beloved movie. I realize it's an achievement in film and all that. I just, I'm a Kramer versus Kramer over Apocalypse Now guy. I've always kind of been dug on that. I've always been fighting the battle. And then I saw a movie this past year that shook me to the core. And it's the third nominee that year and now i think maybe i'm in the camp of this one in the third party oh wow and huh. over both of those movies it's a movie i've talked about on this podcast before it's a movie um starring the uh a career performance from a, a star of your favorite movie mm-hmm. grant roy I know where you're going. bob fossey's all that jazz oh that's exciting i haven't seen that yes, one yet you, you told me you, to i okay. haven't gotten to it yet that's so i was a little Ooh. scared that like you'd be like oh I, but i but i saw that i'm like fuck ah, i saw that i saw that four times yeah because it's like I, I'm, I'm going I waited my head, for I'm a like, reason but i'm going my head i'm like did joey tell me he saw, he saw no we would definitely have a bigger conversation yeah. uh, joey i think just knowing you and knowing everything you love about movies relationships trauma musicals just uh, the the art of genius, all of that stuff. It's all compacted into this. You you love an American in Paris. You love La La Land. There's so much of this. You know those movies bookend this. There's so much that is. And my God, the performance by Roy Scheider. I mean, it is like it's ground shaking. It's it's so so strong to the point where like I'm like, man, I think maybe he. He should have won Best Actor over Dustin Hoffman. Now that I'm thinking wow. about it, maybe this should have won Best Picture. Wow! 
um, it's it's just it's just an amazing movie, and I, I can't wait for you to watch oh, it. Oh man, now, it's gonna it, be hard once I watch it to not talk about it till the episode. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, no, you can Maybe. talk about it with me on the side. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, yeah, that's care. true. Uh, yeah, all that jazz, and just to bring it back to to Cinemus and Mike Hamill, because this was a recommend. This was Mike's recommend. Oh, that's to, how yes, you got to it. Yes, oh. I got it through Mike. He's like, you really should check out the movie. I did. It was, you know, it had been on my list, my watch list for so long, because it, it's not, I'm, I'm putting you in a little bit of the old boy zone where you yeah. got, I think I you deserve have to get, it. You, I deserve it. Yeah, you got to get your hands on the DVD because it's, it's, um, yeah, cri- it. Criterion has it on lockdown. They don't like, unless you're part of the Criterion channel or you own, own yeah. the Criterion, you can't get it. So it just it sat there for so long. I rented it. I made it like a day watch where I'm like, all oh, right, wow. I'm going to throw this thing on and watch it. Say, like, just, you know, yeah. kind of just check it off the lit. And, Within 15 minutes, I was edge of the couch, just glued into what was going on. So awesome! Um, yeah. So Bob Fosse's all that jazz, Joe. There very excited. I'm all very right. excited for that. I can't. I, good, jo- good job by us. Yeah. Once yeah, again, everybody we're nailed good it. At Everyone this. nailed it. Yeah. By next year, we're really going to be clicking. I mean, we, so we spend good. every day talking about what we like and don't like. If we're not, if you're paying attention, we all did a great job. This is amazing. Awesome. Exactly. Amazing. Okay. So to recap, Chris's recommend to Grant was American Splendor. American Splendor. Artie's recommend to me was Apocalypto. Grant, your recommend to Chris was? Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. Joey, your recommend to Artie was? Rashomon. Rashomon. And my recommend to you, Joey, was All That Jazz. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have some work to do over the holidays. Find some movies, watch some movies, and and I don't uh, have to find anything. Mine's right here. You have it right there. Well, yeah. That's right. I have to find it's, it. It's a good thing I have a Blu-ray player. I think you were the first to watch a movie last year too, right? Well, um, I don't know. You oh no, watched, no, no! You, you weren't because you couldn't get your hands couldn't on find it. it. That's yeah. right. I would yeah. have been. Yeah, no, probably, I think probably, I was. The, I was the first to first, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, very easy to. You got on padding quick. I had the easiest watch, I think, out of everybody. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, gentlemen. Another holiday in the books. Uh, another calendar year in the books. We it's had absurd. our we had our ups and downs and laughs and tears sure. all year long. 2022 in Best Picture Cast. Hey, I'm excited for 2023. I think we got some big things going on. We got a Can't lot of wait. good movies to cover. Yeah, it's gonna be a good year. Yeah, we got some big ones coming up right as we, as the the year starting turns. hot. Yeah, our our uh, our anniversary episode. It's going to be all quiet on the Western Front. Mm. All five of us in here. We like to do war movies on our uh, it's war movie anniversary. That's right. Our first one was Platoon. Last year was uh, Bridge. Bridge on the River Kwai, right? Yeah. And now we have uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. So that should be that should be fun. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We've never really done this since we started. We've been on the grind here for, for three years now. So 116 we, episodes in three years. Is, yeah, I think we deserve yeah. it here. So you, you're going to probably have a little uh, a little brief release as as new year's comes by just kind of a a 2023 preview similar to what we did last year just kind of a short episode letting you know some of the things we have planned and then we'll uh we'll probably start hot mid-january and then you can expect a full year of releases from us yeah we've uh earned this break i think we've it's we've put a lot of work into this we all have a lot going on. i mean our 100th episode was the end of august this is going to be 116 there you, there you go. We've been doing it's a, lot a lot of content. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. this fall was we were on weekly releases here yeah. on yeah. this fall. So uh, we're gonna go back to the every other week thing. You know, when we can plug in episodes in the in between weeks, we'll do that. Should say worst picture crass. You got you, you probably yeah. are gonna have a little release that may come out before or after this. We're not sure. Right? Yeah, I don't know when. At the time of this recording, we're gonna record it next week. Uh, not sure. We'll have to look at the calendar about when we're gonna release it. 
but it's uh, a Christmas movie. It's called Christmas Evil, aka You Better Watch Out. It's, it's under two it's under yeah. two titles. Um, it, it's a it's a it's a great one. It's uh, it's like what if Taxi Driver was Christmas related kind of thing. Um, yeah, and then you know uh, January we'll have Maniac Cop coming out. That was recorded with Kieran. Oh wow, that's the first time we've yeah. uh, released that. Yeah, we recorded that. Right. Recorded that a while back. I do and, make an uh, appearance in the worst picture cast we, universe. We, we, dra- we dragged him out. Then we have some good guests coming. We have uh, Adam from Adam Hitchcock. Adam Hitchcock's from, from uh, Circuit Circuitverse. Yeah, first Circuitverse coming on. Britt mm-hmm. from a thousand and one coming. Yeah, we have, we're gonna have cool. we're gonna have Chris back. We're gonna have Chris we're gonna have back. Adam yeah. and Melissa back yep. from uh, the Freezers. Uh, so we have we have good things coming up. You know, a lot of Great fun stuff. things coming. Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, as far as, as Best Picture Cast goes, look out for that preview episode. I'll give you all the info that you need to know. We have, we have a lot of fun things planned. We really do. We have, you know, whether it's tournaments or Oscar previews or top 10 lists, we got a lot of good stuff. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be fun here. We're going to bring back some, some people that you haven't heard from in a little bit, get them back in the mix. We like to flex our roster around here at, at Best Picture Cast. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it has been another great year of recording movies with you guys. Love you guys, you know, and, and all the rest of the the team there. You know, Artie and, and Chris and Oz and my brother Brennan B and um, and uh, you know his wife Erin joined the the mix and they just yeah. had a, a baby yeah, boy. We had another awesome. a killer bee in the mix now. Yeah. It's at uh, little uh, Lachlan B. Lachlan B. In the mix now. Yeah. So, uh, but Mickela, Danielle, uh, Bobcat, the whole the whole mix. We have Joe B. Um, and then all, all our friends from our brothers and sister podcasts, uh, the Cinemas, we'll shout out Cinemas, shout out 300 Passions, uh, Circuit Verse, uh, and the Oscar doesn't go to 1001. Uh, 1001 by One and Rewind, yeah. 2552, the Below Freezing. Uh, man, who am I forgetting here? I don't, I don't want to. I, I do this and I always forget one person, one person and feel like wake up in the middle of the night and feel like shit. Anything else, guys, until next year? Is this it? We're saying goodbye, We're signing off for the year. It's crazy. Yeah. It feels weird, but Merry Christmas. And, yeah. uh, Happy holidays. Merry Happy Christmas. New Year. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy New Year. All that stuff. You got plenty of uh, plenty of material to catch up on here. We'll still be yeah. on Twitter if you're yep. looking to talk movies. At Best Picture yeah. Cast. Please rate and review. I know we say that every week, but it really does help. Uh, reach out to us too if you want. Our email is bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. All of our socials at bestpicturecast. Worst picture cast. Where you guys are. We're on. We're on Twitter. Worst pick cast. Um, you know, it's it's not as active as best picture cast is. Relatably, I, I suck at social media. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have we have a ton of we have a ton of stuff out there on the uh, the best picture cast feed. Yeah, follow so along. Really, and, and if you want to buy a nice little Christmas present, yeah, ex- the merch exit, store. Yeah, exit. Yeah, there's um, we have Best Picture Cast merch. Our link, the links of those are in our, our bios, um, or, or they're in the links of the episode, right? They're yeah, it was yeah. right in the description. Yeah. Yep. And also, and also, I have uh, I have my own thing that's Exit Twenty Eight Studios. It's on Twitter and Instagram. If you're looking for a last minute T-shirt, notebook, something like that, it's kind of uh, pop culture there. inspired. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, great stuff. And and you know when we say burst, when we say Best Picture Cast merch. We're not, you don't have to be a listener to the podcast. You can just be a fan of Sound of Music or Titanic or yeah. Rain Man. Like it's artwork from those uh, inspired by those movies. So inspired yeah, check by right. out. Grant does all yeah. that. So he does a great yeah. job with all it's, that. It's not like us. like Joey's face on a You're t-shirt. not going to see our dumb faces. Yeah. No. If you want that, you know, by request. By request. Yeah. I, will, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will commission personal work for a fee. <laughs> I will do whatever you want. Yeah. And also follow 1001 by 1. New episodes releasing. Yeah. 
January, you have Fridays, every other Fridays. Um, we got some good stuff coming out. The episodes are fun. We're starting off good. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next year, huh? Wow. 2023. 2023. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And happy new year. Ho, ho, ho. Malakilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright, the sun to shine by day and all the stars at night. Malakilikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Malakilikimaka is a thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day.